What's up? You already know what it is. It's nerdsthepodcast.tv. <laughs> Smash that like button. Explode that subscribe button. <laughs> yeah, and, what's and, the new one they're saying? And Smash as the always, like button. I like this one. As always, this is a discussion. I want to see your thoughts in the comments. Like, no, you don't. You just want the algorithm to right. see you get in comments. Yeah, <laughs> they always end their videos with. So now let now tell me in the comments how you feel about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? We're nerds. I'm Justin on Four, alongside everybody's favorite uncle Aaron Jean-Claude Van Damme Miller, as well as our resident camping Viking, Jimmy's John James. <laughs> Who can't Jimmy's John? Uh, I'm gonna have to like order a Jimmy John sub and like take a picture. Oh, damn you, uh, Jimmy's John. (laughs) We also have uh, we have a guest this week. Mr. Myers reporting for duty. (laughs) Seth Myers from Who's Next Gaming Entertainment. Is here today to join us. Uh, him uh, and I, him and I like will the, be. Sorry, it sounded like the voice that does the paging, Mister Herman. <laughs> here, uh, he and I will be reviewing Mortal Kombat Legends: Snowblind, the newest Mortal Kombat animated movie. Woo-hoo. I think that's the only like real review thing this week. Kind of. Yeah. It's been kind of a slow week, so it's we'll just have another episode. We'll have a. Uh current state of new world uh kind of thoughts we've we've both been <laughs> right. playing quite a bit of hours well james put in some time i put in probably 15 <laughs> hours over two days though uh, but nice. we'll talk about it I yeah put it, 15 hours in in one day <laughs> yeah <it's> saturday <laughs> jesus christ um uh, but yeah so That's we will weird. we'll get into that what else um um well yeah first Make sure to always watch us at twitch.tv slash nerds the podcast. Look at our link tree. You can find all of us there. Go buy a t-shirt with our cartoon faces on it if you want to wear our cartoon faces around. Uh, if you're listening on Tuesday, it's your last chance to join the God of War giveaway. If you are subbed to our twitch.tv slash nerds the podcast by 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. I don't know. By 6, <laughs> let's say 7 p.m. today. The yeah by <laughs> let's say 7 p.m. so I can have time to, like to actually do it because actually 6 p.m. because I'm gonna have to go buy the fucking card. Uh, on the eighth, uh, we will take all of our subs and I'm gonna put them into a spinny wheel and one lucky winner wins a seventy dollar gift card to PSN, Xbox, or Steam to buy God of War or whatever else you want. Uh, so yeah, that's that stuff. Before we started, we did get a question in. I was figuring maybe we'd just start out with it from our buddy Brian, uh, avid listener of the show. Um, so I figured I'd throw it out in the beginning since it was it's kind of spooky adjacent and we just missed Spooky Month. So he says, hi, nerds. Hey, nerds. I have a question for the next podcast. I recently watched Terrifier 2 and it got me thinking... What are some of the most brutal horror movies you guys have ever seen? I ask because Terrifier 2 is probably the most graphic movie I've seen in a theater, so much so that I don't get it. I don't get how it passed the MPAA ratings to even be in a theater. From Brian. I've been hearing about that movie. It's been getting like media coverage of the way like oh, people threw up watching this yeah. movie. Did so- you see the first? I have not seen the first, but I've seen that it's on Tubi. I've been looking into it because of the press around it. 
I haven't gotten around. I felt like it was just kind of fluffed up, like how they always do shit like that. So I wasn't really expecting. Has anybody seen the first? Yeah, James oh, has yeah. it uh, for it this, week. this week. This <laughs> week, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I watched it the first one too. Yeah, that's it's pretty far. I haven't seen the new one, but the first one I can brutal. definitely see the second being absolutely nuts. <laughs> you know what I've heard <laughs> yeah. though? I've heard the second one is like forty minutes too long because it's two hours and twenty minutes long. Oh, oh no, that's way too long for a fucking yeah. horror movie. Yeah, I my favorite uh, horror reviewer, Spooky Astronauts on YouTube, it's an Australian chick. She watches all the shit and she likes the kind of same same kind of shit I like. So you know, <laughs> it's a confirmation bias. Um, but <laughs> I like the I like to watch reviewers that I know like the shit I like because then I can kind of trust their view from my view. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um. And she, she, she enjoyed it, but she was like, they don't give you the answers you're looking for, um, that they promised about what art even is and all this stuff. I don't care about any of that. I didn't watch the first one because I tried and I did not like it. Um. Yeah, I didn't really dig it, but it was just really brutal. It is it beloved. Was... You know what I mean. So I'm not here to say it's not good. It's just I was like, eh, I don't, I, it, it didn't jive with me. I don't know. Do you um, beloved it, James? Uh, no. Really? Yeah, okay, <laughs> the funny good. funny thing about yeah. that is, is like, I didn't even realize I had quit watching it the first time. Because <laughs> when we watched it this weekend, I was like, man, I don't remember. Like, I remember up to a certain point, and then I was like, I didn't remember seeing any of this shit. And so I definitely quit watching it the first time I saw it. <laughs> and then yeah. this time I watched it all the way through. I just feel Shout like... Boon Yang Clan, because us... We were watching it in uh, Discord. And, and playing fun. New World July. <laughs> You're like, I loved it this time. And it's like, but I was also leveling. And <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> yeah. barely paying attention. No, uh, yeah. So I hear yeah, I also like the, the people, like the cult, like, oh my God, it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. I think those people are probably just dumb. I think they're just people who are just gore hounds. <laughs> yeah, they're I think, like, well, I'm going to back up on that one because I, and and shout out to my buddy Ian. I mean, he runs a whole cult classic YouTube channel thing, or he's part of the bigger conglomerate of it. And I've guessed it on there plenty of times and like interacted with a lot of the people. He has a huge Facebook group about cult classic movies, a lot of it horror and stuff. I mean, it's like 50,000 people in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So like, I would say that I don't know if it's all just, stupid I, th- I think some of it is I-, I would agree with you but there is some of that that not even just about the violence but just on the cult classic of it i guess there's just some people that just like <sighs> like the They're shit like bad movies yeah mainstream <laughs> well some of it is <laughs> bad movies, but it's but i would say also i'm gonna say this yes okay if you're gonna grade it up the standard to what the mainstream is and all things like that it doesn't always hold water at all right however there is something very interesting about watching somebody's attempt or watching somebody put their heart into something even if it's trash in the sense of like you know judging it based on lighting and like story development. No, I know what you mean, but then that easily slips into so bad it's good territory, which is actually what I was gonna say about Gotham Knights too. But regardless, um, yes, so bad it's good is a big part of the that cult. Yeah, with horror and camp, it's yeah. like Evil Dead. Evil Dead existed yeah. in a huge way. I don't know if I would say that's just so bad it's good, you know? Yeah, because I loved the first Evil Dead, and um, 
I'm not like there for all the camp. I just more like the atmosphere of it. And I, I, for some reason, visually, I really love that movie. And when they brought all the camp in in Evil Dead 2, which is just a remake of one, but with the budget, I don't really like Evil Dead 2. I think it kind of sucks. So with Terrifier, I will actually, I I would honestly say that it's more of a cult classic wannabe. Like uh-huh. in the in the fact that like I think they made it to yes. have mm-hmm. the cult classic feel, yeah. but people just throw that around as a genre nowadays, not actually what it really is supposed to be, which is like a movie that just like starts picking up steam over the years and yeah. stays consistently like famous, even though it wasn't like famous when it came out. I feel it's like kind of cult. You know I mean, I feel like Go cult ahead. classics yeah. are like. This movie came out and it didn't do shit, and then it went to DVD or what you know, like it went to streaming, and all of a sudden it exploded. Yeah, and it had a core group of people that loved it. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm with James on this. I feel like Terrifier is a movie that someone wanted to be a cult classic. Like they wrote it. It's like when they set it out. It's made to be one. Yes, a hundred percent. It's like when people (laughs) write movies to be so bad they're good. It doesn't work. You know, you're like, no, you don't get to. manufacture that you know that's that's right i mean i was getting that with it too is that it has to be somebody's like true attempt of like trying to do something and failing not somebody purposely failing because they're hitting that niche and that that does come across a lot of times when you watch those movies and stuff but Mm -hmm. i mean like i i don't know exactly like um aaron you said in the last episode how you don't care for mandy and like I did a review with the guys on there about Mandy, I don't care for Mandy. That's uh, like the aesthetics of it and stuff were were good, but the movie as itself. But that's a huge cult movie. Like in a lot of in those groups and stuff, like that's big. I I don't know. It's 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 a weird thing that sometimes catches that cult following but i think a lot of times a lot of times the cult movies that i find are like movies that sometimes are actually good they just didn't get the right marketing or didn't come out at the right time or something like that and it falls and i would agree that that's like a cult classic but this movie is i think terrifier just is like leaning into it from the start and trying to be that like feel like it's taking elements from a bunch of cult classics in the past and it's trying to like be that before actually becoming that on its own naturally. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't verify this, but I almost feel like if you look at the, like if you were to go look at the promotional uh, press releases for the first terrifier, they were probably like the the underground cult classic of the summer. Like they were probably already trying to like basically (laughs) say that it's like, it's this fucking. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's fine. I I didn't hate it. I just remember forcing my way through it and just being like, Oh, okay. Like it's kind of gore for gore's sake, but I don't know. It has been, it it has been like probably five or six years since I've seen it. Uh, I don't think I want to make myself rewatch it. I don't really. That's not really my <laughs> dig. I'm not like super into gore. I um, couldn't get. I honestly couldn't even force myself through it. It was one of them things. Yeah, I like substance. You know, I don't really. Not to be like I like substance, but like I, it's it needs to be a little more than like Psycho Clown kills you in weird ways. Um, 
It, I'd be fine with somebody telling me the creative kills instead of me looking at them. Or, yeah, you watch, like, a compilation or something. You know, you're <clears> just like, I'm just going to watch the kills. I watched the girl get hacked in half, and then I was like, okay, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but to the question, what are the most extreme movies we've seen in a theater? I'm trying to think what's the goriest, because that would be a hard one to top. I'm pretty sure it's hard to top something like Terrifier in a fucking movie maybe, theater. I would maybe, like, Evil Dead remake? Yeah, I saw that Still in theaters. Yeah, I saw so Hostel. That, maybe Green Inferno? I saw Hostel 1 and 2 in theaters. And... I was going to say oh, okay. Hostel as well. I saw the first one in theaters, and that one sticks out as ultraviolet. For, and, I never yeah. saw those. They're yeah. not great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see them because I thought they were just like Saw without the game. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> that's so funny. Like I saw I think I saw like the lady maybe it was just the poster of like a girl hanging upside down, she cuts her throat and bathes in her blood. I'm like, oh that's very cool. Yeah, that's part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part um, two. That's the one that everyone points to. There's a part in one though where the guy fucking jumps in front of a train and explodes. That part's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it it'd either be because like Evil Dead remake it's just bloody it's not necessarily gory you know what i mean um yeah i've n- i did not see death good biggest fact yeah well no i like i think of gore <laughs> as like guts too like blood and guts yeah it was visceral like yeah. evisceration uh, right, right. it was a lot of blood but did, you had somebody splitting their face open in evil dead remake girl get chainsawed in half oh, i guess there's right. not a lot of yeah. essence and stuff that no you're out. right i just i just think of the raining blood yeah, she stuff. ripped her arm out. yeah yeah it was that yeah there's a lot of that that's so. true but yeah I, I can't think i'm thinking like the green inferno but was that even that gory it's just cannibalism, you know. Like, yeah. and I don't know. That movie had people eating their own shit and stuff. I think that was like a big deal. Oh, yeah. mm. <laughs> I thought it was boring, kind of boring, actually. Yeah, that movie sucks. Fucking <laughs> yeah, it does. What's his name? They hyped uh, Eli Roth. Eli Roth. I love Cringe Daddy. <laughs> I love Cabin Fever. That first movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I, Cabin Fever was incredible. And did then, you see the sequels? Oh no! But Ty West did one of the. He did Cabin Fever two. Um, but the studio like butchered it so bad that he took his name off it. Um, and I love him. You know, he's the current uh, guy doing X and Pearl and all that stuff. House of the did Devil. Did you see the remake? No, but they did a shot for shot, basically, right? Yeah, dude, it's so fucking weird. They just remade that movie for no reason. Yeah, like. But I saw the sequels. The sequel, or was there one or two sequels? Two. If there's two. I saw both. One of them took place like after the water gets shipped away, the water goes to like a high school and it's yeah, during that's homecoming too. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one. And then there's and like zero or something that's like the one that's oh, this is what happened before. Oh, then I may not, I may have not seen that. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Pretty Cabin shitty. Fever remakes one of those movies where you're like the movie's not that old. <laughs> like it doesn't. Yeah, it's not. It's still like you could have just recast the same actors and they still look similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was it? A ten-year remake? Maybe? Yeah, it was ten years. That's like when they did. Uh, that's a re. That's you're supposed to reissue for that. Yeah, when they did let the right one in remake, I was very upset because that movie's amazing and it didn't need to be remade. And then they just, it was like five years after it came out, they made it in America, and I'm like, yeah, you really have that little faith in people's ability to read, <laughs> like, come on, man. But I I'm, guess so. Yeah, maybe. American audiences do not like to read subtitles, so. 
Uh, speaking of people who don't know how to read, did you see the new concert that was announced? Yeah. So it's kind of like the when the we when were we young. were young mm-hmm. emo shit. Like was not for me, but now this one's like late nineties, early two thousands. Like metal, new metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called. It's so it's a bad name. Sick new world. It's called <laughs> Sick New World. <laughs> And it's uh, it's headlined by System of a Down, Corn, Deftones, <laughs> and Incubus. Now you can't front, man. That's pretty wild. That's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna That's lie. Pretty yeah. fucking nuts, dude. And then it's got a bunch of shit. I mean, it's got like the big list. And I, I guess like these aren't so rare. There are festivals all the time, but this seems pretty. Like, I've been on a, uh, a kick with Spotify of just throwing on like my playlist that they make me and a lot of times it's all like you know because i listen to a lot of deftones it's all that kind of shit but it's funny it's a lot of fucking flyleaf and i'm like they 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 slap pretty hard for radio metal you know like radio rock or whatever but um i wonder if it's the christian lady like if she's back in the saddle or if she you know she is yeah she put out her own uh solo stuff Lacey Sturm. Yeah, but did yeah, she, her, is and she... her husband like had kids, and then like they decided to like do stuff together. Oh. Well, the the poster here says Flyleaf. That's with what Lacey Sturm. Oh <laughs> shit, she's coming back. Yeah, they got a new singer. Flyleaf got a new singer when she was out. Yeah, but I guess they're playing maybe with that's her. The new singer? Maybe no. Or, I thought her or, name was Lacey. No, Lacey's the original. Okay, yeah. so she's okay. So they're doing that. it with the original singer lady. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, that's System it. Corn, Deftones, Incubus. Evanescence, which I would imagine the name should be bigger because they're huge. Didn't Not someone from thing, that band die? I don't fucking know. No, they're alive. I think the rest. Um, oh, it's just every her. Time I hear Evanescence, I just think Daredevil. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I haven't heard. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, throwback Chevelle. <laughs> Chevelle, Chevelle, Chevelle had a pretty good album. Dude, uh, the you singer? already know Papa Roach is there. The singer of Chevelle has a really good voice, actually. Like it's one of those mm-hmm. things where they were like cheesy. Mm-hmm. But also They're good. Like the Brady Bunch of like rock bands. Yeah, man. they are. Yeah. But like he sound, he has a good voice though. I feel bad because I'm like, they're really. Yeah, they bad. had one really good album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then shit like Papa Roach, Mr. Bungle, Placebo, Ministry. Now Mr. Bungle's a motherfucker. That That's shit, crazy. Yeah, it's That's crazy. crazy that they're playing there. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bungle, uh-huh. my one like a random cousin, one of my older cousins. I I don't even remember his name. Like he's. One of those guys that's my cousin, but I've never spent any time with him, you know? I don't know if you... It might be an Italian family thing because we have a million cousins, but uh, he showed me Mr. Bungle, and it blew my mind. I was like eight, and it fucking blew my mind. <laughs> like, I yeah. I, can't, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was about fucking Betty Crocker. I remember that. <laughs> well, yeah. Nice. Um then you know, it's just a thing. And I see, I always see this name, Lacuna Coil, which I always just re- thought of as d- didn't Evanescence took their spot, basically. But I always thought that they were better than Evanescence, but I don't know because I didn't listen enough. But I remember them being a little better. I don't know. And then a band that I've been, for some reason, going back to lately. I think they're a little less radio and a little heavier, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think that's why I was able to be like, oh, that's not so bad. But a band yeah. that I've been looking into again recently, Hoobastank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been crawling in the dark. Dude, if I've been going back, I've been like, I've been wrestling. I've been wrestling with whether or not to buy a 
their second record. I really want their first album because I remember really liking it, and it's really solid songs. I remember really expensive. I remember hearing them and being like, "But why wouldn't I just listen to Incubus?" Exactly. Yeah, even <laughs> kind of looks like Brenda they. It's, they were like their budget funny. Incubus. Yeah, they're for and, sure budget Incubus. And I feel like the but, singer is related in some way. They went to high school together, him and Brandon Boyd, or whatever that guy. Yeah, name. I always thought of it as Hubastank is to Incubus as Adema is to Corn as Power Man. <laughs> Is to white zombie. It's yeah. a, it's like that stepbrother <laughs> syndrome thing. Yeah. But um. But God. if you go back and listen to Who Was Think first and even second album, it's not intricate. No, it's just it's, catchy it's and pretty, fun. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Like it's like radio rock, rock music. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like it's good stuff though, man. Guy had uh, a good. He had a good voice. It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. he. The, you know they hit the airwaves the same time as Incubus was putting out. Make yourself, which is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, which is incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. It's like you know joining the NBA when Jordan's in his like you know six rings, uh, you know in a row seasons. You know, like you're just yeah. fucked. You're, you're fucked. You can't, you're like, hey, what's up? We're Please guys. Don't fact check that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jordan had a bunch of rings. Okay, because people make yeah. fun of LeBron. Seven, I think seven. I think <laughs> people make fun of LeBron uh, for not having. A but yeah, I always like find these posters interesting because you get to see the lineup and where everyone places yeah and you mm. always think like oh because like you know you got like <laughs> ministry and skinny puppy like towards the middle but and the cold chamber jesus cold chamber um but then you got cradle of filth all the way at the bottom next to body count oh shit ice t's death metal band. body count fuck body me. count is so bad <laughs> body count is so bad dude cop cop killer they're so bad <laughs> and cold and filter i don't know i could read it all day but that's pretty funny um i'm definitely not going to las vegas i wouldn't go to that if it was here actually i but... wouldn't but i'd want to just because i'd love when deftones and incubus played and they toured together i really wanted to go to that show and then yeah the tickets were just pretty expensive and i was like i want to go but not bad enough for like 800 dollars or whatever they were i don't think they were that much but you know yeah i mean that headlining spot that system corn yeah dude incubus that alone if they just said yo you four go on tour but they would need so much money bro each one of those bands is gonna want multi multi million dollars to do it to do that tour so they would have to charge two three hundred bucks a ticket yeah because they're all giants. I just want to see Deftones and Incubus tour together. Yep. But again, it would have to be a stadium tour. They did. They, they yeah. It was them too in a stadium, and I missed it. And I was pretty... no, it was arenas. Arena. You're right. It was arenas. It was arenas. You're right. I wanted to ask you how big would y'all say some of these bands are in comparison to where I feel like the more mainstream of music has gone more to hip hop. Like, would these? You feel like they claim. As much money for like you know why this... I'm gonna say they do because their audience is all in their forties and <laughs> now they yeah, don't have money. It's you know the what I mean? Audience really it's the it people is. who yeah, can't afford true. tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, but I will make the, the the kids' argument. Yeah, kids always anything that kids can't. I, I like today's hip hop is 
young kids are still hearing it on TikTok, Instagram, on YouTube videos. Everything. Oh, for like, sure. They're going like, to draw an audience more than 40-year-old people. True. Who are yeah. actually like, maybe for like, sure. maybe I shouldn't spend money on a concert because yeah. I have bills. What time does it start? <laughs> Oof, I'm tired. Oh, well, not today. <laughs> there's also... Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday, that's a school night. <laughs> shit like Deftones and Incubus are still big with the youth. I was just at the record store the other day, and... These two, I mean, I'm going to call them kids. This like this guy and this girl come up to me. They're probably 17, 16, 17. And they're like, excuse me, do you guys have around the fur? And I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, Hell yeah. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. They have like big jinkos on and shit and fucking fishnets under their t-shirts. That was <laughs> awesome. You know, if you said that shit around where I'm from, though, they'd say Inca who? Yeah. Like, I guess. You know yeah. what the fuck? Oh, man. I don't like, know, man. Like I don't know. Incubus is huge, dude. Mm. Like it's now. I'll say this: there are some bands that have crossed. Over, like I, I know quite a few black people that you know. I've been, you know, I'm close friends with a lot of black people, and I'm surprised how many of them tell me about Evanescence that they had an oh, album God. them back in the day. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck did that cross over? Because it had a rapper that song, yeah. dude. There's a lot of shit <laughs> that doesn't when you talk Wake about me up music and stuff and you mentioned something like corn that doesn't always transfer over some of it does because they they did transfer over a bit on some songs and stuff but there's mm, certain corn Def- not really but for Def- sure Def- system of a down yeah. Def- yeah. Corn had that song with sorry no wait oh no go ahead no i was just saying deftones i know of some buddies of mine that they've they've oh deftones they know of them mm-hmm. but like as this has gone forward, like the younger generation, granted, they, they're not having the jobs like the 40-year-olds and, and the money, but these 40-year-olds are paying for their kids. Like, That's so true. Many yeah. Well, I know. And younger kids, too, that like in their 20s live at home and their parents just pay for their cell phone bill. They got like this, a lot of that happens. And so they funnel that money from the 40-year-old to these younger, you know, by proxy. To, you know, so I mean – I don't know because I've seen such a huge shift. Well, like in the '90s and stuff. I mean, it was all grunge rock and everything like that. But then, as the 2000, and some of it is framed because I'm from New Orleans, so yeah. it's all hip hop. So it's hard for me to really put that in a perspective, as opposed yeah. to what you're talking about when you're in Florida and those rock bands. They actually come over to where you're at. Like they don't come over here. Not often. Every now and then they get some tours over yeah, here. Yeah, but, but like Super Joint Ritual is from New Orleans. Well, yeah, but that's but um, that's Phil and Solmo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, Super but, Joint's so bad. <laughs> They've got like a couple good songs, but they're pretty bad in general. Like they're. What's the other bad. one that had the album Nola? That one's fuck. Nola's amazing. That album. Uh, fuck. That's that's his other fucking southern metal band. Um, oh, uh, down one. Down. Down. Yeah. Down. Yeah, it's Down. one word. Same thing. They, yeah, they opened for... Well, I said one because I saw them with Metallica. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Yeah, they were not good. No, he's... Phil <laughs> almost a piece of shit, but that album, Nola, is amazing. And then they put out another one where he did the Witch Tripper song, which is amazing because it's so dumb. Have you ever seen yeah. the video for Witch Tripper? <laughs> he did, it's just a song and he's going, Witch Tripper! We stream all right, and like the video is just them running through the forest. I hate him, so I stay away from anything. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. I've always hated him. I think Pantera sucks, and it's like 
it's a really it's like a it's like a thing that like I have to decide whether or not I'm going to voice that I am not obsessed with Pantera. And people have a real problem with that. Like people are like, they're the greatest ever though. The Pantera's the Well, no, if you're no, a fan not. of like two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousands hardcore, I mean Pantera is the the fathers of that. You know what I mean? Like they like Phil and Somo specifically been doing his voice work kind of ushered in that era but i mean you weren't part of that you 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 don't you were never like a hardcore well, kid but the thing is is pantera is huge in the metal community oh, like, of course like and all metalheads like worship pantera and i just don't even like dimeback i don't think he's the greatest guitar player sure he's got he was a great guitar player and he did some cool shit but for some reason, I just do not care. And it's not because they're just they're racist Southerners. Like, honestly, that doesn't bother me at all. I listen to black metal bands with legitimate, like, terrible people. Like, I'll just put it that way. I listen to, like, yeah, bands black metal's full of that. Yeah. Like, like a lot of pure black metal bands are basically like anti-human nazis, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. and i i will still buy their records and listen to it shining is incredible that guy's a piece of shit so i don't care that pantera are a bunch of southern racist rednecks and if you're listening to this and you're like no they're not sorry dog you're just oh phil it's almost 100 percent racist they're all a bunch of confederate racist yeah. dudes and i'm okay with that i don't care they can be whatever they want it doesn't bother me um but i just don't i don't it's- i don't know I just it's don't do You frame it that because, like, over like where I grew up with, like, they had metalheads, and I and I actually was in that scene in middle school a bit until it shifted for me, and I just got a lot of black friends who became a bigger influence on me growing up, and they that was like you could tell from their parents and stuff too that that rock music that was considered devil music. That's what they would call it. Her, you know what I mean. And and in fact, too, like one of my friends who liked Evanescence, his girlfriend broke up with him because she saw an Evanescence, Evanescence CD. Oh my God. And was like, You listen to that? And he was like, Yeah. She's just so stupid. And oh, so she dumb. just, peace, dipped on him like a couple days later. Like, <laughs> that? that's when, when I she's leaving, that's it. when you're like, Guess what? I'm gonna fucking pray to Satan for to fucking give you cancer, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's what I used to do in middle school. People would be like, You worship the devil. I'm like, yeah, I do. And I'm gonna fucking pray to his ass that he fucking strikes <laughs> you down. And they'd be like, No. But I, I would say that, that ignorance goes on both sides. And it also it it shapes, you know, some of your music taste in, in the way. So it's interesting because my friend uh, in fact, he's the guy I do a podcast with. His name's Jerome. Is who I'm specifically speaking about. You know, he he. It's funny. I actually started rapping and recorded myself rapping in my <laughs> when I was 18. Oh, it's terrible. Sick. I played it on my podcast, like some of the songs. It's, like, it's really bad. Yeah, he went the other way, and he did. He was in a rock band. He played at some bars and stuff like that, and he had an album. I bought his album from him just to support him. So it's just funny how some things can still cross over, but in general, it's just not. So it's just very different. And so it's it's just funny hearing you when you speak about music and stuff. It's interesting. If you're ever, it's, it's, if you ever want to, uh, you know, watch people experience different music, YouTube is full of like hip hop heads mm-hmm. listening to metal for the first time, and it is, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. varied how they react. Like I'm a big fan of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these two guys called Lost in Vegas, um, mm-hmm. and it's just two black guys that were always into hip hop growing up, and now they 
they take suggestions and they just listen to it and they've they've exploded. They're they're like getting million view videos, you know, but um they're really funny. Like they they genuinely like metal now. Like they like they have a style. They love anything um with Maynard. They love Maynard. I mean he's not metal, you know what I mean? But they like well, rock. It's usually music. prog will usually yeah. convert anyone because mm-hmm. it's good. So mm-hmm. like there's a lot of those videos with like it's usually Hip hop person listens to, and then it's like, oh, like look at watch any of them listen to Opeth, and their minds are blown. But I have a problem with those channel things because I can't take the like reaction channels because it's like how much of it's manufactured and how much. Yes, because they like I've seen a couple of them where sometimes it really ends. But I would say this though, rock is crossing like. Hip hop is actually adopting rock in certain ways too. At some points, like even Lil Wayne put out like a quote unquote rock album, so and um, <laughs> even uh, what Kid Cudi had an album where he kind of pushed more of a rock like tinge. Doja Cat been around forever though; but they've been doing that for a minute. But Doja yeah, Cat's fine ass did a fucking screamy song, and I was like, oh, I, I want to eat that even more now. <laughs> yeah, fine. yeah, Doja Cat is. Pretty fucking fine. I would leave. But my, I, mean, I would leave my wife for Doja Cat, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, you know she's uh, not to, to keep tangenting so much, but um, she's a super duper sleeper. I didn't realize how legitimately, uh, like how legitimate of a of an act she was until like probably in the last year. I just saw a clip online and I'm like, oh, she's really a singer. I thought she was just a cow bitch. Like the moo, I'm a cow, <laughs> moo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. She she does like goofy shit like that, but yeah, like I thought that was. I was like, oh, it's the meme girl, the girl who does. I'm a cow, moo. And uh, then now you look at her, and she is like, she's better than most of these super big mm-hmm. pop rap stars. That's good. Good to her. Yeah. But yeah, I I can't stand watching the videos where they're like, they're we're gonna listen to Slipknot for the first time, and then they start freaking out and head banging. Yeah, and they and go it's like, like, whoa, oh. that's the one. Yeah, that gets whoa, me. this is crazy. It's like, oh, you just I don't believe you at all now. That's why I like <laughs> Las Vegas. They'll just say they like or don't like things, and they usually like they will sometimes like. Not, I mean they. They nod their head to music now because it's it's you know it's unavoidable. Yeah, headbanging is right. yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Also, good ones are Christians listening to black metal, like Christians <laughs> listening to like Behemoth. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> sick, dude. They're like, oh, the imagery is pretty accurate, actually, to the Book of Revelations. Actually, that's the Whore of Babylon. But yeah, fun times. If you live in Las Vegas, go to that concert. I would. What I would really like to do to close it off is. Uh, I really would like them to like film that fucking concert. Why oh, do yeah. that? Why you do can, they not film these concerts uh, and just charge a pay per view? I've been watching the We Were Young videos like this entire time. People all film it. Oh, I mean they don't professionally well, I mean, film them. Yeah, that's. Oh no, I'm saying professionally film the fucking concert and just charge a thirty dollar pay per view. Fuck is wrong with that? Um, I, I want to see that that Deftone set. Yeah, dude. Um, I've I've been watching newer videos because you know I've, they've not really been down here since Ohms dropped, and I've been wanting to hear some of them songs. And um, he sounds Chino sounds amazing, man. My guy can still awesome. he can still do it. Have you heard Fuck some yeah. of the um, new crosses? Yeah, song? dude, that new crosses song is fire. With Vivian, is that the yeah, one? yeah, 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 yeah? Yes, yes. I just, I just, it just popped up on when I was uh 
driving. I was listening and it popped up and I was like, oh shit, this is a new one. Because they don't seem to be releasing albums anymore with it. It's just singles. They have an EP coming. That's th- This is coming oh, okay. from the next album. Yeah. There's... Okay, because I caught a few singles. There's a uh, Protection is one that I really like, actually. Yeah, their last two that they put out were very like Cure, like Goth, <laughs> like 80s Goth, which I actually really like. Um, well, there was three, right? Because it was Goodbye Horses. Yeah, that's a cover. And um, The Protection. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And then, yeah, Vivian. Yeah, Vivian's Fire, though. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, Sick. Okay, why don't we uh, get into weeks? Yeah, let's get into weeks. <laughs> We're however many minutes in. We got 35 minutes. <laughs> Talking music, baby. And now... It's been... From one of my favorite bands, the Chickity China people. <laughs> <laughs> is that bare naked ladies um yeah i think so i'll go first real quick i um i really haven't done anything i i haven't played anything except for i started new world uh, with james and uh, the Bunyan clan and been really into that and um really playing it a lot um for me you know and then i played a couple rounds of overwatch 2 with them after we were done um on saturday night and man overwatch 2 is a lot of fun it's, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I played Overwatch when the beta was out before they dropped, but I didn't like it enough at the time to pay money for it. You know, this one's free to play. And yeah. so it's it's perfect for someone like me. I can just pick it up and play like I'm not going to be good at it, you know, but when I'm bored and or you guys are on, I can jump in and, you know, e- e- um, the right. slobs um, play that a lot. Uh, Brian and Greg and we've been talking about playing games together, but we haven't been playing the same games in a while. So it's a good game now that I have it, you know, and I've at least put an hour into it. I can kind of just play the dwarf guy and hopefully throw a turret out. <laughs> it got me yeah, a lot awesome. of kills, actually. I I think that character is kind the of cheap. Does work. Yeah, I think that character is kind of cheap because it'll just last hit a lot of things. Yep. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> and his ult is really good. But so that's all I've done. Um, I did not finish cabinet of curiosities i put that episode on again and, and fell off again um uh and i'm almost done with um classroom of the elite seasons one and two are out and so i'm almost done with season two it is a weird anime but i love it for some reason it's it reminds me of boom um no um oh my god what's the one uh tokyo revengers because it's about a mm. high school, like a group of high school students. Yeah, and, I forgot about that. And uh, they're just like super smart or like really good at fighting or whatever. And it's 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 weird. They're like in this school that Tokyo started that's to prepare kids for the future in a different way. Like it's 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 like I don't know. It's it's weird. It I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a school with like weirdly smart or talented kids in some you know different things um but the main kids in class d there's a through d and d is for the reject like the broken kids there's something wrong with each of them um and he is like he's manufactured himself into it because he's like he his dad like experimented on him and like trained him in some other school and he like ran away and left and so he's like real weird and he he tries to stay in the middle of the pack like he doesn't want to stick out at all but he's like manipulating everything from the background and like people are like figuring it out and it's like this whole thing but um it has so much of the fucking fan service stuff that it's hard like there's so many scenes of just like 
they're all in school girl outfits and it's like here's the bottom of a girl's butt and her legs you know and i'm just like i love it why do <laughs> you want you. me to be horny for a cartoon that's not <laughs> like i just don't get it so you keep watching i i mean i'm watching for the drama i'm beating sure. off because you know i can't help it's <laughs> it's expected of me you know it's a side effect. Yeah, you know. it's a the masturbation is a pure side effect. It's it has not. It's more because I'm so hyped for the story. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so yeah. fuck yeah, like, dude. Beats <laughs> off for the drama. Yeah, I. Re, it's like when I used to read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, All that knowledge. Yeah, yeah, but. It, it's so it's weird because everybody has giant titties and like you know they they like constantly they like cut to their like their tits and their shirt you know like and it's it's always like his eyes are there you know or people's eyes are there but it's, it's just weird but and he gets a nosebleed yeah and he goes ah and like his head kicked yeah um it's it's weird but I'm enjoying it because that stuff is like kind of very secondary um. It's just annoyingly in your face when it's there, you know? Um, but it's good. It's, it, it's like political drama. It's very weird. It's like people playing chess against each other, basically. They're all, like, doing different things, trying to undercut each other because that's how the school works. It's like on a point system. And every point... They live in, like, this city that is the school, and they get these points that are basically one point is a dollar. So they start them... The first episode... They come to school for the first day and they're like, all right, we're giving everybody 100,000 points a month. And they're like, what the fuck? So everybody's like buying PS5s and like, you know, just going crazy, except for like a couple of the kids that are smarter that are like, something's up with this, you know? And so then the next, like the first week of school ends and the next week the teacher's like, or no, the first month ends. And the next month the teacher's like, oh yeah, you guys all got zero dollars because you're fucking worthless. You, like, yeah, yeah, you told us about this Yeah, one. yeah, so that's the whole thing. Well, then it's like, then they're testing them. Do It's it's a bit crazy, but um, it's fun. It's it's interesting. I, I want to see where it goes, but I have two episodes left, and I'm like, they're not going to give me anything. Like, they're Because <laughs> they're not done, you know? It's, it's, it's one of those ones where they're like, the next season's coming, and I'm like, God, I wish I would have fucking paid attention to... <laughs> right. Yeah, and nothing finishes anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so... But yeah, I'll I'll talk with James, you know, I'll kind of tag team his week uh, when we talk about New World. Um Yeah. I mean, I can we can go yeah. into it now. Yeah, yeah, might, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been playing a shit ton of New World like too much. I'm addicted <laughs> to it. But like I've been saying, I've wanted an MMO to get into. I start playing it, then Boone's like, "You know what? I'm going to start playing it again." And then uh, our buddy also Yang was like, you know what? I'm going to try it for the first time. And basically they were all addicted to it. Aaron had heard I'd been playing it and also saw that I was sticking with it. And he was like, you know what? I might play. <laughs> so yeah, kind of caused a chain reaction of people playing new world. And it's great. I think for, even for people that haven't, been playing it and have been out of it for a while there's so many like new things that i think it's still refreshing enough to yeah they've really done a lot of work like it's still kind of soulless in the way that it's always going to be i think because it is sure you know it was a game that was supposed to be a survival game that then became like a pve mmo like it was a survival game with hardcore pvp that they kind of mm -hmm. you know turned because they realized like those games don't make money 
Nobody wants to play griefing game. Like, there are people that do, but then those people end up killing their own communities because they fucking live to, you know, ruin people's gaming. That's it's like Right, right. It's like if someone made a game that was just the invasion part of Dark Souls. Like I would immediately bounce off. I would that. never play that. Yeah. Um Seth and James would be ones that would play it and be like the opposite side of what <laughs> the rest of what I'm talking about is are the people that are griefers. Like I feel like you guys would go and play that kind of game just to like prove that you could beat them up. You know, like learn to beat them up and, and you know, be the opposite of it. you wouldn't be like spawn camping people and shit, but that's what New World was supposed to be. And so when they switched, it's still, you know, not um as fleshed out of a world, but it is just really fun. Like I don't know the combat. It is a big, beautiful world. Yes. Like, I haven't even touched half of it yet and I have I've been playing a lot. Well, and they have added a lot, I've noticed. Like, even in zones, like, um, Boone was talking, after you guys got off yesterday, um, I stayed on for a little bit, and he was like, oh, you might have been there, actually. Uh, it was after we were done with the dungeon. He was like, oh, they put, like, this wasn't there before. And, like, I see stuff like that all the time because I'm back in a zone that I've been through. And I'm like, oh, right. they've added shit, like, actual things and, like, new monsters and stuff. So they, I, I think it will get there, and it will eventually be, like, a, a much more deep um kind of world it's just you know they're still only a year in of being released but they've done a lot of work and i was frankly shocked because i just assumed like amazon was just going to let it die you know what i mean and then i i had heard that this new expansion was coming and i was like all right well i'll check it out and then you had installed and i didn't realize how much they sped up leveling that's kind of why i hung back because i was like back in the day you couldn't really play with lower level people but they've made it now, so you still make decent progress, even if I'm with like much lower people. I'm still making like weapon progress and whatever. Um, they've kind of made that better, and they've streamlined the leveling. So you're really like I just hit fifty one or fifty yesterday, and I think you're probably gonna get there, you know, within the day or two if you're not already. Because um, it no, <laughs> well, what it is is if you're just doing quests, you make a fuckload of XP, like. Right. If you do current level, well, that's something they said that I guess people originally were playing and didn't like. They thought that they could do what they could did in other ones, which was just like find monsters, keep killing them over and over again, and that's the best way to get XP. Yeah. Or go chop and collect, and that's the best way. Like farming was the mm-hmm. best option to get XP the fastest and level the fastest, and. It's just not the case. Like the honest, fastest way to do it is to actually stick to the main quest yep. lines, do all the side quests you can, and you level substantially faster. Well, and I will say there weren't really side quests before. There were like just the jobs you could do, and they've added a fuckload of side quests. The map is just like littered with them. And I like that they just show you on the map, hey, there's a side quest here. You can go do it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's. It's opposite of what I'm also playing, you know, uh, every once in a while now because I was like full time in it. But now I'm like, because I will say I I still really enjoy Embers Adrift for the opposite side of that spectrum. But I'm alone in this game. It is much different playing a game like even New World. When I played it, I had friends, but we never did anything together because, again, it was not um, incentivized like it is now where like. I just ran dungeons with you guys and I got a bunch of levels. Like we we didn't get gear, but I got stuff to break down and like you know, I ended up getting some gear when we did the other one, um the higher level one, but like before 
if I would have run that with you, we would have all gotten less experience. Like you guys would have gotten less experience and I would have gotten nothing, you know? Now it's like I still was making weapon experience, which was great. I leveled up, maxed out my sword, whatever, you know? So they've right. they've done a lot to cure what was wrong with it. Um, and I think the only people that are probably upset are like the PvP side because it still does suffer from like, hey, one clan can basically run the whole server, you know? But yeah. we don't PvP, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't PvP. I so I was watching us. Obviously, I've been into the game, so I've been watching streamers. And because Amazon owns this game and owns Twitch, they do drops a lot. Yeah, so I've been watching streamers to get the free skins and stuff like that. Um, but I was watching like uh, he was talking about it and running a. It's like a world dungeon up in the north. Like it's just there. Like it, it, he had like. 50 people with him oh yeah like an open and they world. were just all running through the map but it was like set up as a dungeon in the world like yeah. the world map itself was a dungeon and it was super cool he's like they just don't do this kind of stuff in like world of warcraft and stuff yeah. he's like they don't have a huge dungeon where literally the whole server could just run through it together at the same time what's funny about that is that's a very that like embers adrift every dungeon is open world all of them, like you see other groups running through because it's it's classically inspired, you know, and that's right. games didn't have instances before WoW, basically. But that's cool. And I like that it's a mix, right? Like you want to be able to run some five man content with your friends, you know, whatever. But sometimes mm -hmm. it's fun to go in and see other people running through and help people out. Like, you know, I do that a lot right. in this game. I'll just see someone fighting something while I'm like in a dungeon and I'll, I'll, I'm a tank. So I'll grab it off them and let them kill it, you know? And well, so they do have like the location things too that are open world also. Yeah, are, like it'll tell you when you're going in, like, hey, you may want five people for this area, and it's like storming a castle or a mm -hmm. camp or like the graveyard. I, I ran into one the other day, <laughs> and I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's what we were doing in that uh, graveyard where we killed the baby and his mom. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, that's so, that kind of already. <laughs> yeah, they were ghosts. They were ghosts. That kind of <laughs> content though breeds like interactivity and that's what's missing from most mmos these days and so i'm glad to see and th that was in new world before that was the last thing i remember doing was this like pirate cove that was that and i remember really enjoying it because of that like you would help people out and people would help you you'd be like running away and someone would come in and like aoe you know all the stuff that you're fighting and help you kill it and it would fucking save your ass you know so that kind of stuff is awesome and i will say i'm having a lot of fun i Thought I could get back into crafting, but I really can't. It's it's too deep. And I remember that's what I was... I just do the store. Mm -hmm. I just buy shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to get to the point where like, I thought me and my friends were going to have a guild. And I was like, I'm going to craft in this game. I'm going to be our you know, weaponsmith. Bro, the amount of work it would take to make one weapon was like, this is impossible to be like, your, <laughs> like craft shit for your friends. I'm lucky if I can make a weapon I can use, you know? So... Right. But um, honestly, like... At the same time, they keep it kind of reachable. They do. Like, they really do. Like, if you grind, you are rewarded for chopping down a tree a lot better than I feel like you are with other games and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's... It, they definitely make you work for it because they're not just going to give it to you. But, like, I do think it's... If you just, like, chop shit down when you run by it or, like, skin an animal when you kill it or do stuff like that, you, you will get there decently quick yeah the 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 leveling of that is actually streamlined a lot too in a way like it's not 
easy, but it's not hard. It's like they've they've made it where it's like the values go up based on the level that you're killing and skinning or, you know, the tree that you're um hitting. But even if you just go do like the young trees that are like baby town, you're gonna get you could you know, you can level off that. Um right. it's the actual crafting components that they've like like Boone was saying, Oh, you played back at release good luck you're gonna have to convert every single uh-huh. that's the thing they had these things called reagents and they redid them i guess because of um the people that were um they were duping them i think there was something with that that's why they um did it i oh. think but they redid them and so you have to basically destroy any of the old ones you have one for one one at a time you have to click hold c and click e or hit e and then you know, delete it, and um, you have to do it one by one. I have 2,700 of one of them. <laughs> yeah, he took like a half an hour, 45 minutes doing all this. Yeah, and he was like, you also have to make sure you move every once in a while, because you're standing still, and even though you're doing stuff in the game, it's going to mm-hmm. think you're AFK and kick you. <laughs> uh, speaking of, we were in a dungeon, and James and I both had to walk our dogs, and uh, I ran back because I was in the middle of my walk, and I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, and I started running back because I was like, I'm going to get kicked and I'm going to be the guy that fucks us. We're at a boss that we couldn't beat. Yep. And James got back with eight seconds. <laughs> yep. Nice. Eight. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just heard, no. And then it's like, eight <laughs> seconds. <laughs> but yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. It's it's just been fun to have a game that more than just James and I can play at one time or, you know, like two people. Because, like, they don't, people don't make enough games that are like, you and your friends can play together. So MMOs are good right. for that, but a lot of them are made to play alone. And I hate it. So it's been or, fun. And honestly, you can play this alone and it's still very fun. <laughs> yeah. It's the way it's supposed to be, right? You should be able to play alone, but also you should be able to play with your friends and it be worthwhile. You know, that's the the problem is most games like it's way more beneficial to play alone. And it is right. if you're just keen on leveling in New World. Obviously, you're gonna level faster because you're just doing. You're just gonna go do quests, you know. But like mm-hmm. doing the dungeon stuff has been really fun, and it's real challenging. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we. Yeah, we've only gone to the second dungeon, I and know. it's already like impossible to beat. That one, <laughs> I did it with a full group of you know on level people, and we got fucked up by the boss. Like it's the main <laughs> boss from the very first part of the game, like the tutorial. He's back. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking oh, yeah. strong, and uh, yeah, it's. But yeah, yeah. If you, if anybody does have Steam and wants to join us, hit us up in like Discord or something. Um, we do have a clan. We're in Themyscira, which is you know the Wonder Woman world. Um, <laughs> that's the world we're in. I think they gave everybody one or two free um transfers. So if anybody's like worried about that, I know I have two transfers in my inventory. Uh, where you transfer to a different server. Or you start a new character and you can join in our our guild and we can run around chopping shit down and whatnot. Yeah. Is it um is it on Xbox? No, nope. it's PC only right now. Okay. They yeah. um, oh that's the other thing about it. It is my it's the game I'm learning mouse and keyboard with, which because it's you have to do mouse and keyboard on it. Yeah, and it's a good one though because it's not a lot of buttons. Mm-hmm. It's like four or three three buttons. And then, or th- like three number buttons, right? The skills are one, two, three. Uh, are they so Q E R? Six numbers and three letters. Yeah, you're right. It's Q E R for skills. Yeah, right. Um, right. But yeah, 
if you yeah so if you played before they will give you a free transfer like it removed me from my old server because i think they merged a bunch of them oh okay and so that's why i got a free one uh you know i was just not in a server and i think i also have two free as well transfers so you'll probably if you haven't played since release like me you'll you'll get to pick a new server so themiskira we'll <laughs> see and it's 50 percent off on steam it's, right now it's like it 10 is. bucks yep yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. but I mean that too. If anybody's interested in uh, grabbing that as well, I'm just looking it up while y'all talking. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So I obviously played a little Overwatch 2 with Aaron. That's the only other thing I played. Uh, it's been a lot of New World. Obsessively addicted to it. Um, I did, like I said earlier, watch Terrifier. It's, it's fine. I'm I'm interested to see the next one just because of the the word of mouth shit going around. So I'm I think we're gonna try to watch it here in the next week or so. Oh yeah, because um, it just dropped cool. on Tubi, right? Or one of those? No, so. two is probably first, the first one's on Tubi. The second one's in theater still. Oh, uh, I think you can rent it on like Voodoo. Or Voodoo, something. that's the one I'm thinking of. It, yeah, yeah. We'll rent it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if we do that, that'd be awesome. Um. And then the only thing I've watched really is the uh, new ep- season of Titans came out, uh, season four. Uh, they dropped the first two episodes, and man, it's they introduced Alex Luther. They um, what's his name? Blood. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Bad blood. blood yeah, I never talking about Bad Blood. Something like that. Uh, that's kind of the bad guy. It's kind of like very horror-esque right now which is kind of cool because it works off of you know halloween season like people just start like bleeding out of orifices and shit and then like vipers come out of their mouths and shit and sick they're choking on blood and it's, (laughs) it's really cool um but i think they've done some really cool stuff i definitely recommend people watch titans it's not like the cw shows um they do the costumes very well Season three was good because I was disappointed with season two of Titans and I, I didn't watch season three. I've been meaning to get back to it, but I thought the end of season two was pretty trash. But the first season was decent and the second season until that, the way that it ended, I just thought was real bad. But overall, like the show itself was interesting. Uh, I know there's some mixed feelings about how they handled Batman and Bruce Wayne in season two and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Were you just good on it the whole way, or did you feel ups and downs with it? No, it's definitely got ups and downs. But I, I am definitely one of the people that doesn't get hung up on like comic book accuracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like very easily like just tell your story. Like I'm not gonna like. I thought what's his name as Bruce was absolute ass. I don't like him as Bruce Wayne. I think he's dog shit. Like he smiles way too much in the show. Like, and then the stuff they did. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's their story. I just like seeing the characters. Yeah. I like seeing their interactions. Um, I like, you know, you didn't see season three. No, I stopped it too. I, I, I've, okay. been, I meant to go see season three. It's, it's out. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Season two really, because I agree with you. I, I don't really care that much about the comic accurate accuracy of it all. I just remember, and I'm having trouble because it's been a while. 
because they did season two and it paused for a while before they did season three, right? And uh, yeah, it was kind of up in the air, and that was when the transfer happened to HBO Max. Yes, you're right, because I watched it on the DC, uh, the DC app that they had, and um, season the way season two ended, I felt like there was some people who died in a very silly way or something like that, <laughs> and there were some changes and stuff. That I just felt like in the structure of its story, not about its comic book accurateness, but like right. the structure of its story, it felt like. Yeesh, you came to an ending and that was rough. Like, I, I just, I didn't really care. It's the DC thing, right? They're trying to rush into something that doesn't exist and they're enforcing yes. it. Like, they're rushing storylines from comics just yeah. so they can get it in the show, right, as soon as possible. Yeah, so season three, was season three like a better... It's the Red the, Hood season. Yeah. Like, I did. and the story is like, like emotionally wise is like kind of interesting because like you get unlike the comics that like you're getting like a young jason todd like going through being like red hood and he's being manipulated by someone the whole time which is really cool and it's just like the interactions between him and dick and like dick trying to like like still like dude i know you're like good still and trying to work with them and it's just there's a lot of cool stuff with that i'm not in love with the mask completely it looks a little too big for his head but it happens you know (laughs) and they rush through like storylines solid in that show i remember really liking hawk and dove as some of the yes it's a lot of hawk and dove in season three oh okay all right okay Cool. cool there's some trippy stuff with that actually <laughs> okay no i'm definitely gonna give yeah. it a watch cool yeah it's definitely its own thing i it's because i mean you have like tim drake is like with the titans and he's not ever even been robin and like all this weird shit so yeah. you know it is its own thing um Lex is he playing is red robin at that or is he red robin not playing is he is he's not a, robin oh, he's what? just tim drake oh weird Okay, yeah, it is strange. He, they actually, in this, I think it was the second episode, they go to Star Labs, which is super cool stuff, hmm. actually, because, like, Connor's going there because he wants to meet his dad, Superman. Oh. And, yeah, so they have Superboy in it, like, the clone. Um, He's he been in season three seasons? Two. Yeah, he didn't he yeah. sh- show him up in season two? Because uh, I remember, yeah. yeah, the backstory of some of that stuff with him and that, yeah. Yep. Um, so he's like, you know, he's one of the Titans in this and he wants to meet his dad. Obviously Superman's off planet. Perfect. Um, but they do like little things like they had him put the glasses on and I, dude, this kid already looks like Clark, like a young Clark. And when he put the glasses on, I was like, dude, you should play Clark Kent. You're like, (laughs) you look great. They got crypto. Like they have a lot of cool stuff that's in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so Tim Drake is, he does look good. I'm looking oh, at a yeah. picture. He looks exactly like him. Yeah. Yes, he's great casting. Um, actually, a lot of the casting is pretty good. But yeah, uh, they have. Uh, there's this part in there where they're in Star Labs because obviously Star Labs is like helping the soups, right? So he, uh, Dick is like, uh, tells Tim, he's like, I got something for you too, or had them do something for you, and he gets all excited. He's like, Oh no, a Robin suit? No way! And Dick's is like. 
nah, man, not, not, you're not there yet. Like, oh. he just started a week ago. And he actually gives them, like, the uh, bow staff, like, the collapsible, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. And he's like, yeah, I was like, I can't wait to see him, like, train with it and shit. Like, I really love the guy, Tim Drake. They have acting Tim Drake. And then he was in the Batman. I was like, oh, my God, are they crossing the streams? Man? What's going on? But no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, you, oh, it's actually, been a good start. <laughs> you don't know, because they just announced that James Gunn's claiming to do the biggest story ever with DC. And everything's on the table of being in universe. So... Who knows what actually might get pulled? We already know with the Flash, though, that everything is basically going to be in a universe, though, mm-hmm. with Michael Keaton yeah. being in it, and that's yeah, true. You know, yeah. But yeah, Titans. I again, like I said, you got to be forgiving to comic accuracy, big time. Um, but as far as the characters go, it's it's good. The costumes look great. Um, I mean, Nightwing's looks a little bulky for Nightwing, but. The fight, the combat's been really good. I, yeah, I just think there's a lot of great elements. The story writing is up and down, of course. I do agree with that. Things get rushed. Things don't go anywhere. Um, but, you know, definitely check it out. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. <laughs> Okie doke. Let's see here. Um, Not as much as usual. Uh, I believe I only have one new record this week, and that's John Mayer's Born and Raised. Which I have been looking for for a while, and I found it. Is it a pop, like his normal like pop record stuff, or is that another jazz band? Or I mean, um, thing. So no, so the blues band thing was called Try. Okay. And I don't really fuck with that one too much. It's good stuff, but I like his solo stuff. So he started off like so. All of his stuff is blues is like blues adjacent because he's a fucking blues guitar player. Mm-hmm. So even his first albums, but they're more pop style. The first albums like um, room for squares into um, heavier things. And then when he gets to like continuum, it starts maturing and it gets like m- continuum into battle studies. It's like this matured John Mayer that it's, it's still like popish. But uh, it has, you know, it's it's good stuff. Um, but then he did these two albums that are like, this is after he'd become like one of the biggest artists in the world and he didn't know what the fuck to do with himself. And he was like, you know, it's like, whatever. Um, he released these two albums, one called Born and Raised and the other one called Paradise Valley. And they're like Americana albums. So they're not country albums, but especially Paradise Valley. Paradise Valley is a very Americana, American record. So it it's almost country-ish, but it's not country, but it's very American um, roots-type <laughs> music, uh, which isn't bad. I'm not a huge fan of Paradise Valley, but Paradise Valley does have Paper Doll, which is a really, really great single. Um which is a really cool, like a nice little guitar thing he does. But Born and Raised is actually, it's not so much like the Americana style as as Paradise Valley, but Born and Raised is a really good record. <laughs> it's got like, it's got like really well-made songs on it. It's got like Shadow Days and it's got uh, a song called Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey on it. It's really good. It's a good record. Um you know, like I can't really tell people, hey, go listen to John Mayer because people don't want to. Like you, by now, if you know, like you know, like I still get people who like, oh, haha, you listen to John Mayer. Like, 
anyone who says that to me, I just brush it off because, oh, they don't know. Like people think that he's the run through the halls of my high school and uh, fathers be good to your daughters guy. He even hates that. He like I remember one like watching an interview or something. So maybe he's lying because you never know if anyone's lying or not. When like the daughters thing came out, he begged the studio, please do not release that. And they're like, this is going to be great. And he's like, if you put that shit out, I'm going to be that guy forever. Like I rip the guitar. Like, let me put something good out. And they were like, no, we're going to put daughters Yeah, but they out. recorded – he he wrote and recorded the song. <laughs> yes, but the thing is, is you it, it you don't only write songs in one temperature. So obviously there are songs like – I get what you're saying. Like, oh, then why did you write it, idiot? Like, Well, yeah, I'm just saying I'm don't saying be like, don't was, put this out. You wrote it. You know what I mean? You no, because he knew it was a good song. He was just like, please don't make that the big single like for this album because – you're gonna like I'm gonna be the fucking Hallmark guy, and I mean, dude, that song is in. It's that at song every goddamn so much money. It's every daddy daughter dance at every wedding. At yeah, literally every song, wedding. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I don't like that song either. But um, but anyways, uh, the guy's stuff is good. I really, really do recommend it. But I got a John Mayer record, so right now I'm only missing Battle Studies and. Paradise Valley. The only reason I won't buy Battles, I, I was going to buy Battle Studies the other day. It's, it's really good. It has Heartbreak Warfare. It's got Assassin. It's got, um, it's just got, it has Vultures. <laughs> oh man, that's a good song. Fuck, dude. Uh, but I think <laughs> I've listened to that album so much that I was like, the other day, I was like, no, nah, I don't need it. But I need to go pick it up before it disappears because it's hard to find. Uh, so yeah. Go check out some John Mayer. Uh, if you go to my Instagram and you look down far enough, I have like a John Mayer appreciation post. It's two pictures of John Mayer. And I actually put like a little playlist on there. And those are like recommended songs that I recommend by the guy. He's pretty good. Um, also, I uh, just added a couple more fucking Blu-ray 4K joints to the collection. I went and got Evil Dead uh, and Evil Dead 2. Uh, which, to my surprise, it was like, 14 bucks for Evil Dead 1 and 2 4K Ultra HD, and it brings Blu-rays and 4K Ultra HDs of both, so that's pretty sweet. Um, and I also got a copy of At the Devil's Door. At the Devil's Door is a really bad horror movie. Um, I forgot what the person made as well. They made another bad horror movie. But um, At the Devil's Door is a horror movie that used to be on Netflix, and it has... One of my favorite, like, openings ever. I actually used to talk about it back in the day. Um, like, the first 15 minutes of that movie, I used to watch it, like, all the time. And it's like this guy and this girl go, and, like, she sells her soul to the devil, and she doesn't believe it. And then, like, eventually she's home alone, and then, you know, whatever. Insert horror movie shit. The movie eventually becomes really, really bad. Really crappy. But, um... I really love that intro scene he to the did, movie. So I he did um, The Pact. That was the movie he did before it. I've never heard of it. Okay. So no um, one really... And I think he did The Prodigy, which was that other horror movie about the little kid who's like possessed by a serial killer or something. I don't know. But uh, the intro to that movie... And the thing is, there's a girl in the beginning, the one who's getting possessed. She is throughout the movie every now and then. I really like her. Uh, but... 
like it turns into a really shitty movie, like a really crappy, not even like so bad it's good. It just eventually gets really stupid. But there's some horror movies that I really like, like like there's one called The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lay. That movie also isn't that great, but I really, really like it. So I made sure to track it down. Uh, another movie that I made sure to track down was called Toad Road. It's available on Tubi right now. And that's a, oh, uh, I can't even really describe it really, but it's just a kind of like a teen thing. I don't know, but I went and get it and got uh, that those joints. Uh, games, I did play and beat Sifu finally. Uh, so when I first got Sifu, I, beat, I banged my head against the difficulty and I quit. And then recently I figured, why don't I give it a shot? Because they put new difficulty settings in it. They put an easier mode and a harder mode. So I said, fuck it. Let me just try it on normal again. Nope. So I put it on the easier difficulty and I was able to beat it. But um, I've already given it away. <laughs> you were you were talking about breaking the disc like you were yeah so it, so what it so it did like i wasn't physically getting angry but it was invoking in me something that i haven't felt in forever and that's not a good thing like it was making me uh want to break the controller it was making me want to take the disc out and break it but mm-hmm. it wasn't like i was physically like oh i'm gonna do it like it, I wasn't literally going to do it, but I was like, oh, wow. Like, it's literally bringing <laughs> up those emotions that I used to have. Like, when I was younger, I used to do it. I used to smash controllers uh, when I was a teenager. Uh, I used to – I've broken a couple of games where I get mad enough. Like, I remember one time I was playing Wu-Tang Shaolin, Shaolin Monks or something Shaolin like that. Shaolin Monks, bro. Yeah, dude, which is Thrill Kill <laughs> but turned into a Wu-Tang game. And I imported that, like, back when, like, before the internet was really big, I imported that fucking game. And um, I destroyed it. That game is so valuable now. <laughs> yeah. I destroyed that disc into a million pieces and <laughs> tore that book to shreds because uh, that game was so, so bad and so hard. Um, but Sifu was making me so upset. And it, like, I mean, you could watch it. It's on the twitch like i'm not physically mad but you can see like oh i'm not having fun and i was able to push myself through the game i think they added something new which is you can whenever you're playing it through a level you get to these jade shrines and you can level up your character but you can only pick one thing you know do i make myself stronger more health uh make my buffs better debuffs whatever or you can use that and you can take back five years of your life so if you're 25 years old you can pull it back to 20. that's the only way i was able to beat this game also on the the new student difficulty i don't want to call it easy they don't do the exponential aging before it would be like you start at 20 years old you die now you're 21 years old if you die again they take that one year and they double it so now you're 23 years old die again now you're 29 years old die again now you're 34 years old like before like you could only die like less than 10 times before you were the exponentially it would grow so fast that you would age rapidly when you played on the student mode now you just you age one year every time so it was i was able to get through the game 
That game is so fucking cool, man. It is so neat. It is so creative later on with the museum level. And uh, it, the museum level is just amazing. Like, it is such a fucking awesome freaking level. And the boss fight's even really cool. And um, I think the game is really great. I just, at the moment of playing it, like, now even thinking back to it, I'm thinking, like, man, I really should have just been a little more patient. The problem is I don't have the 30 hours to give to that game. I have too many things I want to play. I want to play it through. I, I don't, they give you the tools you need. They give you an infinite training mode where you could pick any enemy in the game. And people are like, oh, if you're having trouble with an enemy, just go into the training mode and just fight them for 30 minutes and learn all of their patterns. I, I'm not going to learn every pattern for every enemy in the game. And then on top of that, being th be thrown into a roguelite situation. Like, that's too much, too much risk. So the game is a su supremely wonderfully made game uh, that just b is better than me. I don't have the You know patience. what that game think, is for me? Fucking Sekiro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I will go back to it in the future, maybe. Um, because I think it really is that... It is a really, really good game. And it is really, really cool and interesting. Um, but I beat it, and then I gave it away. So, fuck that game for now. Oh, uh, real quick, you mentioned uh, Toad Road. Did you know that the main actress died like right after the movie release of a drug overdose? Fuck yeah, dude, makes sense. Yeah, the whole but, movie's about that. It was just crazy. Yeah, the movie's just like it's like teenagers trying to find themselves and like partying and doing drugs and like dropping acid and like they're like, have you heard about Toad Road? If you go into the woods, like you get lost in the woods and you'll find this path to Toad Road. But then when you watch the movie, it, it's a lot of nothing. Like I, I need to watch it again because I've only seen it once and it was a long time ago. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to make me want to do drugs. So that's why I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I didn't know that the girl died, though. Crazy. Yeah. Her name is Sarah oh. Ann Jones, and she played uh, someone named Sarah in the movie. And she died of nice. a drug overdose, which is wild to think about. Crazy. Um, other than that, I did restart Ghost of Tsushima because I just wanted to play something quality. And it really is a really quality game. It really is. Fucking God, that game is really uh, very high quality. It's like fucking art. But I don't think it's a very good stream game. It's kind of boring, but it's boring in a good way. It's boring in the way that a really good like samurai movie is. Yeah, it's... I fell off that game because I kind of got bored. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of boring, but it is so quality. Uh, but it is a little boring. And I remember thinking that in the past, too. Um, still playing Gotham, still trying to like it. You know, I do <laughs> think that there's stuff. I mean, I've I've completed the all the side missions. So I've completed the Harley and the Clayface and the Mr. Freeze stuff, which were cool. So all I have left is Owl stuff. Yeah. Um, a game that I would say 100%, um, it's better to play with somebody. It, it just is. Like, me and my brother have been playing through that game, and I've been having a good time with it. But, like, we both agree, like, doing this solo without, like, it's actually really fun to play a Batman game with someone. Mm -hmm. So if they just did it really good, like, this would be a phenomenal game. 
the, yeah, the right. problem is though that they really drop the ball in a lot of places. Now it's it's still fun, and I think last episode y'all said thirty bucks. Yeah, I would agree. Thirty bucks, you and your friend play together. I think it's a decent time, and especially if you're a fan of Batman stuff. I'll say thirty nine for sure. Um, yeah, man, it's fair. Um, but it's it really should have been just the case files. Yeah, like, it should have been the case files, and there should have been like seven or eight of them. Structure it around multiplayer case files. You can have three to four players at a time, whatever you want. It's two players, but to be honest, I think they could. How I, are you gonna have four characters and not have four player in this damn game? Yeah, most of it's supposed. <laughs> there's a mode for that supposed to come out later this month, from what I heard. Yeah, some kind of horror mode, probably. It it sounds this to me. It sounds like what happened was they had a lot of big ideas and they conflicted with each other. I think in a lot of places, and they didn't have time for it, so they rushed it out the door. Because this playing the game feels like a bad editing job, and like and also I have to say the writing and the dialogue in this is so bad it's good. Like it's (laughs) yeah, I I like some of it. Some of it is okay. I'm not, I'm not all of it, but I mean, like, this, the way that they have Red Hood and, like, him, this, this grumpy dude, like, me and my brother still joke every time we're playing online, like, you remember when I was dead? Because there's a line where he's talking to Nightwing about tomato sauce. And Nightwing's like, yeah, you remember this time when Tim spilled tomato sauce on, on Bruce and Barbara? And then he's like, oh, wait. Todd's like, yeah, you remember that time when I was dead? I feel like they um they really leaned into the fact of the um Lazarus pit with him because he has the like racial ghoul gray streaks. Yes, yes. And they also it's a it's a big part of the game. But then yeah. there's like this other thing too with like Barbara Gordon can't remember what her dad looks like, and there's a scene where she's just she looking at a statue. naked doll, a naked doll of her dad, and she's just staring at it. And it's like this is a very strange choice. Wait a minute, so you're taking these instances as so bad it's good? Some of them, yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm watching these instances, and they're great. That's the part of the game that I think is really good is the character interaction. Like yesterday when she gets pissed and she throws the the doll, I'm not looking at the fact that the doll is naked. I'm looking (laughs) at the fact that she's stressed out because she can't remember what her dad looks like. I get it, but I just... No, hold on. She's pissed because she's she's sculpting these these, uh, crime scenes out because she has a photographic memory. And people keep telling her, oh, that looks just like the statue. But then people also say the statue looks nothing like Gordon. So then she's like, yo, do these dolls really look like the statue? And they're like, yeah. And she gets pissed. And they're like, well, why are you so mad that you can't remember your dad's face? She's like, I have a fucking photographic memory and I can't remember my father's face. That's super emotionally impactful. And I think it was written well. I th- I, I, I don't know. I'm not really finding that it's so bad or cr- like cringe. There are some moments that are kind of cringy, but I'm, that's so, actually what I find to be the best part of the game is the how character. Far did you get into it so far? Did you get to the part where they connect with Red Bull uh, and Toya? Uh, the last thing I did was, um, I know who the voice of the owls is now. Okay. That's it. Because I don't so, want to spoil anything for you. Because yeah, there's yeah, a don't. that actually fits what I'm talking about way better. 
Uh, I believe you because there are some cringy parts. I would but say, I actually think that the character interactions are the best part of the game so far. I don't know, man. I would, I would, uh, I mean, look, each his own. I, that that scene in particular, I would say this: the 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 writing of that, the 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 idea that they're tackling. Sure, I, I can see where you're coming from with it. Um, it was funny, and some of this is out of context, I guess, for me because me and my brother have been just kind of. This game has been grazing over us. I felt like uh, there's quite a few moments, even <laughs> character development stuff with it. And I haven't seen everybody's. I haven't seen a lot of Nightwings, and I haven't seen a lot of Robins. But I've are you playing J- it together and both being like, ha ha, look how dumb this is, and like laughing together? Because sometimes like exactly. the schadenfreude of let's make fun of this together can sometimes overshadow like actually watching it and liking it. Fair. And I would say some of that could be, but we're not, me and my brother are not purposely doing that. There's points where we're like, damn, that's really good. Like the freeze stuff, the freeze fight and things with that are the way that even Harley Quinn was. And yeah. the, like when she did the bats, the bat face in the car and she yeah. was facing it, like that stuff I thought was really solid stuff. Yeah. So when when that, she's like, she's like, uh, when she's like, damn, Batman at least would have been a gentleman and it's taken me to Arkham himself. But I'm gonna say this about the emotional beat that you're talking about. I think when you isolate that, I think there's some depth to it. I think put in this game though, it's not fitting with with what this game is as a as a whole. And because of all the problems that I'm having with this game, the tonal shifts of everything are all over the place. Because you do have some of these heartfelt beats that, if you look at it in its separate lens of what it is and the way you just broke it down. For sure. I wouldn't disagree with you that it's not bad. That, like, it does make sense what she's going through this emotional trauma. However, but even the execution I thought was nice. I think that that the scene with her and Jason talking and him being like, keep that anger, but channel it towards everything else. Like, Wait, I thought what? I, didn't, I didn't. You know what that's from? That's from Blade trinity bro remember when he goes use it <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> yeah dude like i i thought like i don't know like i thought it was like sure that his model looks a little goofy and stuff but i don't know i i don't know i i just think so far that that stuff has been the best part of the game yeah i would I, say that it, it does kind of clash because you're playing a wonky ass game and then you're watching these very disjointed vignette like emotional vignettes yes, there are that, some that land and some that don't and so when even the stuff that actually lands is put in a game like this it doesn't always connect in the right way and for me it didn't for you it did and it doesn't really mean anything here or there it's just i i looked at that whole scene of things and was just kind of eh. And, and and the other part of it, too, I have to ask you a question then, too, on this. Is this connected to Arkham City? No. no. You're saying no, but they say Clayface they went no. to the fan. But they... Well, yeah, no, that's what I remember saying that on the on stream. That's they, were, they were talking about... They said uh, they were talking about Clayface fall, Clayface falling into a turbine. Yes, and I remember. I don't remember if it was a turbine or not, but I'm pretty sure at the end of Arkham City, yeah. you knock Clayface and he falls into like this giant machine thing and it explodes, but like he kind of disappears. And you're, so it kind of does make it seem like are they just taking that? Because the game is they've said 100% nothing yeah, to do with the Arkham no. games. I yeah. think because it was supposed to. I think they originally meant this to be. 
and then they had to cut things and and shorten things with it to the point where they were it, like it is quite convenient that like Arkham Knight ended the way it did and then Bruce's yes you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i agree with yeah. that they original- well, it's the same shit it's the same game like they even have the oversized vehicles and doors like in the batman games mm-hmm. well yeah and i mean even some of the fighting the fighting is is different but you can see the fingerprint of the yeah, arkham it's an game. arkham game for and, sure like it it definitely has that as a function of it, they did shift a number of things away from it to make it like, it feels like somebody who was like copying that, but like didn't want to get sued copyright wise. So they made enough things <laughs> to make it not exactly that thing. And like, yeah, it's like it the um, sci-fi channel or no, remember those DVD movies where they'd make like <laughs> transmorphers and it would be exactly mm-hmm. yeah. transformers yeah. or when I am legend came out and they made like, legendary man (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, i would say the combat system is kind of that and so uh it is like that like it's and there's some things like i just started playing more with batgirl and like oh she plays way more like batman in arkham city i only play as batgirl yeah it's it's way like i can see where you play as batgirl and you're like oh this is almost exactly arkham city but then you play as like somebody like red hood or something else, and it does play very different. Because I've been playing yeah. Red Hood, and my brother's been playing as Robin, and even their, uh, their fighting uh, stylings and like their different momentum abilities and stuff like that are very different and make them very different characters. Where like, because you were talking about are how there tag Hood, team abilities. Yes, there are tag. Kind team. of. Yeah. Oh, kind hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, like there's you can grab someone and if you both press X, you do a tag team attack to like Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It, it's pretty fun. Um on that end. Uh I would say though that like I, I remember y'all saying last episode that Red Hood's kind of like cheating. And I would say everybody has their own unique twist to it. Red Hood's got yeah. the thing, but where he lacks is a lot of his leaning into elemental damage and stuff in comparison to like Robin and Batgirl who actually have a decent set of attacks that allow for, like, using elemental damage in a much bigger Yeah, which is very important. Yeah, I just asked him if it felt like he was cheating because you can range and shoot and shit like that. The range is not that far, though. And the farther you are, the less damage it does. So Mm -hmm. that does play a factor in as well. So you can't really just... you Like, what's kind of cool is you could, in smaller confined areas... You could be perched up as Red Hood and shooting while your buddy's down below mixing it up with everybody. And you take down a group of people and kind of tag team it that way. And that's where this game's actually really fun at is when you play it with someone else and you're doing shit like that. That's where it actually is really fun. And like for as much as I'm poking at the story, too, there actually are interesting ideas at play. Like some of the stuff, the clayface thing was really cool. Actually, I watched that on stream. Yeah, Yeah. Harley Quinn was cool, and you know what was cool is the um one of the the Court of the Owls things, where it's straight out of the comic, like literally straight out of the comic. You're you're doing it. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Not yet. You should have that far. I thought because you found out who the voice is, right? Yeah. So you can say it. What is it? Nah, I don't know. I don't know if you're just there yet. All I did was I found out it was his uncle, and then I left. Oh. That's it. You haven't got there yet. Okay, so okay, I'm good. not going to say it, but there is something in it that's like straight from the comics of the Court of the Owls. That's all I'll okay. say. And it's and it's pretty cool. 
there are parts that are really cool. Another thing, too, is I do appreciate that not all the enemies feel like exact clones. Like, the League enemies have unique enemies and abilities and, like, stylings that you have to learn if you want to fight them, like, properly. Uh, the court has different enemies. The freaks are different enemies. The regulators are different enemies. And they have different people that cause, like, different approaches to fighting that you need to do. That's actually really cool. There's a They're lot. It's not like reskinned like in the other games. Exactly. It doesn't feel okay. like just a bunch of reskin. Like each group has their own members. Now there can be similar. Like they each have a sure, big. Sure, sure. They have like a big person. Uh, you can almost say like a like um a, I don't want to say techie person, but there's like a separate type that's like unique to each group, and then there's mm -hmm. like the regular base that again is kind of unique to each group. They don't all have the same fight patterns. So fighting different groups, and then sometimes you're thrown into two groups fighting you at the same time, and there's a bunch of different fighting styles to try to take on. It, it's good in those senses. There's a lot good with the game. It has such potential to be like a huge game changer, but they drop the ball in, in a number of other ways. Yeah. Uh, the collectible shit is kind of bullshit. Have you gotten to collecting the pages yet? No, I found the first one and I can't figure it out. Yeah, that's what I'm talking the about. Cemetery. There's Forty-two fucking pages to find. Forty-two, <laughs> and they're all kind of difficult to find. Wait, like then that. I'm not sure what you're talking. Are you talking about the one that starts off in the cemetery? Yeah, I want to say it does, and you find the letter A. Yeah, I could not figure it out. I found like six letter A's, and yeah, I cannot so figure it out. Once you figure that one out, there's forty-one more to find out, and they're all exactly <laughs> like you got to find the. Once a I figure it out, I'm down. But I just didn't know what it wanted me to do. It's like it's like a you keep following the A's and in the general area of the A, there's a a symbol that won't highlight on your AR scanner. It's just a symbol in a wall, and there's a hole where you pick a page out. Okay, <laughs> I heard so, there's a hole in the wall but, where the men can see it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's 42 pages across Gotham. Like it's it's. It feels like a lot, and I don't know what the payoff is for. Because then there's like another forty something batarangs to find, and like just you know a bunch of shit like that. That yeah, but there is other things that are good that when you play as two players, you can do each other's shit. Like if you got like missions to do and stuff, y'all can split up and knock out crimes, and then come together and oh, knock shit. out together, and you all share everything. Like the experience nice. stuff like that. And then if you're playing through a story and let's say you jump in my world, James, and we knock mm -hmm. out freeze, right? Yeah. When you go in your world by yourself, your game's going to ask you, Hey, do you want to replay this mission? Or do you just want to say you beat it? Cause mm -hmm. you need it. And you can choose what you want to do with that. I like that's a nice touch. That is a nice touch for me. I mean, I get it. I get the convenience, but like I'm very like uh, finicky with like my private game, mm -hmm. so I don't like that idea. Like I I like I know that you, you could choose. To do it. Yeah, you don't have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You don't have, and then you can block people from joining. You can leave your world open for randos to jump in, or you can block it so there's just you playing. And so you could do that too. So uh, it's it's really cool with some of the ways they've done multiplayer and stuff like that. They've made some really decent choices, some smart choices in that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, Gotham Knights, dude. 
but yeah, that's um that's it for my week. You're uh, you're up. Uh, so okay. Yeah. And then once it. you're done, uh, we'll do um more Cambit. I won't be too long. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll burn through it. Uh, I will strongly suggest y'all uh watch uh the Harley Quinn animated show. Uh, I don't know if I, I talked tried. on here. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> How it far? was cute in an adult way. I watched like three or four episodes. So I usually give things like three episodes, four episodes, and I'm like, if it's not like begging me to come back, I'm kind of like, okay, I got other things that are demanding my attention. You know what I mean? I thought there was some really strong shit. Um, definitely, it is good. It's fun. just, it's just not pulling for me. I think there's some really strong shit they do with Joker, especially towards mm. the end. They do stuff okay. with Joker that I've never seen done before, and I thought it was very fascinating. And they're still doing it. They've turned Joker into such a weird character in the show, and it's just interesting to see them do it that way. Um. I like that this latest season they they brought in the Court of the Owls and they're just having a straight up it's just a secret society having a straight up orgy and they're just all sick <laughs> and all, all like crazy naked shit like Bane's in there fucking and shit and like everybody's just doing crazy oh. shit and, and the world's lived in Gordon's in there trying to find funding for his campaign so he went into the Court of the Owls while everybody's fucking Two Faces his manager <laughs> like it's crazy fun but wait so they're actually fucking other characters are all having sex yes like there's new oh, fuck yeah dude like that yeah like fuck yeah dude yeah it's crazy so like it's it's really the show does some real interesting things it makes gotham feel like a world lived in and mm-hmm. i have to say there's an episode where they go into bruce wayne's mind and if it is not the strongest episode i've ever seen and the way that they they like pay homage to the animated series in that mm-hmm. is fucking dope. Nice. I strongly suggest giving that another shot. And what's uh, that on HBO Max? It's on HBO. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly really funny too. I don't have that. Can I still it HBO is Max? Funny. I don't know. And have the it. characters are like oh, okay. really good. Like everything's really great. I'm not saying it's not. I just like I don't know. It just didn't. It's just not pulling me in. I mean, no. I'll definitely get to it though, because I liked all the stuff they were doing with it. Try watching it while pulling your pud. You know what I'm saying? There you go. That might be what you're doing wrong. <laughs> I mean, it might help. Yeah. <laughs> it helped with this. I also not class. like overly in love with Kaylee Kawoko. Yeah. Voice yet? But... Oh, speaking of that, I wanted to mention just while we were talking about Joker. Um, you guys um have listened to or sometimes listen to Kill Tony. Um, Jeremiah Watkins, who used to be in the band when they were in California, he voices Joker in some um, one of the DC cartoons. It's I think the Gotham oh, really? City Girls. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's one of the jokey ones. Crazy. And he does a really good job. He posts some videos on his Instagram um, of it. And um, yeah, I mean, just funny because you know he's such a like a goofy guy, but he it's not like a serious Joker you know role. Yeah. It's not like. Right, right, you know right. Mark Hamill, but he does have a similar vibe because he can do a pretty good um, Hamill style voice. Who's the Sick. Who's the voice actor for Joker in the animated series? Mark, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. No, I'm sorry, and, and they, um, I said that wrong. It is Mark Hamill. I'm talking about the uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. I don't know. Oh no, I have no idea. It's a uh, It's your boy. Um, he's been in a lot of shit. I know, but I can't think of his name. I thought you might know it. It's um. 
Fuck. He was the bad guy in um what's the spinoff from Titans? That's it. It's on HBO. It's, it's on the DC. Oh, Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol. Who's the main bad guy in that? Who's I big only watch. Um, let me see. Is it Alan Tudyk? No. Yes, Alan Tudyk. Oh, he does? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. He's he the voice of Joker. Yeah, he does. He has multiple dicks. And uh he is the voice of Joker in the Harley Quinn show. Mm. I love yeah, him. He did, he's doing a good job. Yeah. Yep. I love him. Yeah. That's they, the pirate from uh, Dodgeball. That's all I remember of him. Peter. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I really strongly suggest that one. Um, I watched the Cyberpunk Edge Runner anime. Yeah. That was really good. Were you Cyberpunk <laughs> edging? <laughs> yeah, edging out, man. Just I mean, there's, there's moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there they are. Uh, so you, you actually watched the whole thing, right, um, oh, James? Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that's really strong. I, it was way better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's it needs to go back like self-contained story, which is really yeah. great. Yeah, but they kind of connect. It's a prequel for the game. Not to set mm-hmm. up the game. It just happens before the game. Yeah, they added stuff that mentions the anime and stuff in the uh, game. So mm-hmm. Really they good. added some stuff you can get, like his jacket and shit like that. So, yeah, yeah. I would suggest... If you're into anime and stuff, it's 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 a really strong anime. And uh art is great too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um so games, uh, we already talked about tonight, so I've been doing that. Uh Madison. We'll talk a bit That's about the that. spooky game you were playing, right? That is the spooky yeah. game I was playing. Yeah. It's I was watching you and I was just hearing a lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does like to play with noise and stuff in certain ways and like just kind of jump scares. But it's really really good, I thought, uh for a horror game. It is just a puzzle game though. Like it's not shooty bang bang stuff. It's not um like there there are points where you got to get through an area and if you get caught you got to restart, but for the most 90 85-90% of the game you're literally just solving puzzles and like reading like lore and uncovering like what's going on. And it's a big part about like a demon possession and um, really strong. Uh, I thought the puzzles were really well done because uh, it's one of the gripes I have sometimes. Like I love the Resident Evil series, but most of the puzzles in Resident Evil games are kind of um, simple. Yeah, it's usually like a color-coded key. That's what I always remember is like yeah. the blue key. And you're like, okay, well, I'll just got to walk around until I find hey, this shit. Dude, like Resident Evil 1, listen. listen. <laughs> one, one has. Good- I didn't open the damn books and got like stuck forever. <laughs> the interesting hey, man, they're actually them. hard. Okay. <laughs> no, it was just that one. Like, no, I just no, never okay. even thought like, hey, open the books and yeah. get the little like keys out of there. Like the little stone keys or whatever it is. The circle. I just things. like the idea of you being like, actually, those games are really hard. And you're just. <laughs> 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 well, I would say the first Resident Evil actually had some interesting puzzles like the one with the um um the eight balls and the uh the pool table and yeah. color codes with it and everything like that it's like um you don't actually have to do it it depends on what way you go about the game where you can open this door for something um i thought that was a pretty strong puzzle um they get kind of weaker through the series where it becomes more action so 
Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever thought of opening a book? Book. Right. Um, Readings but no, for fucking nerds. Madison is definitely like a lot more complex puzzles. So really, nice. uh, really good shit. Uh, really, and it's supposedly there was a study done. Um, it's kind of a gag thing, like, but we covered it on the podcast about scariest games and scariest movies ever made mm-hmm. to quote unquote to science where they, you know, had people strapped up to heart monitors and monitored their, uh, increased heart rates while watching movies and playing games. And Madison won 2022's scariest game of all time. Cause, uh, in 2022, they did it with like Silent Hill. Resident Evil and a number of other games through the list. Some old, some new. Madison just came out the summer this year. Did you cover that on both episodes? Because I've only got the Kev one. Yeah, I, I covered the game one with Kev, and I covered the movies one. Uh, with, okay, I haven't got the movies one yet. Cool. Yeah, so I, I did cover that with okay. them, and um, so they did the scariest movies of all time, uh, which was nice. interesting. Uh, and, you know, based on heart rate, which is technically you can poke holes in that all day. But it's just kind of a fun little idea to to mm-hmm. do. So um, that's what made me want to play Madison. So I tried that out and it was good. Nice. Uh, yeah. So Madison. It's on my radar. I'm probably I'll probably pick it up when it goes on sale. Yeah. I don't want to say too much because I remember you saying that you were interested in trying it. So I'm not trying to. Yeah. What I did. Um but I strongly suggest it's uh, I think it's better. It has a better direction than what Visage does. Yeah, this- Visage is a good idea, man. But the, the they throw in that like insanity mechanic and it just ruins the game. It just, yeah. it just ruins it. Yeah, you don't you don't have to deal with that. Like, yeah, I know where Visage was like, you got to have lights lit and stand in the light for a bit and all this kind of stuff. The, the, Madison kind of cuts that bullshit out. It's more just mm. kind of going straight to like, okay, figure this puzzle out. And then like, yes, you will kind of get jump scares in certain parts and, and all, but it's not, it's, it's like visage feels like they try to gamify a horror experience more so than what Madison does. Madison just really, and on that horror list, I think Madison was number one on the list. And Visage was like number three or number four, if I'm not mistaken. It was okay. up. But Madison, I think because it doesn't gamify that shit as much, you're feeling the environment like way more. Like you're kind of more entrenched in what's going on. Okay. And I want to say, too, there's really no loading screens. So you're Ooh, just so it's going, good. you're just going through the whole thing. And you just it's just that experience. And I think it's yeah. really well done. Uh, I was really enjoyed it for for you know a horror game. Nice. So um, yeah, I guess that'll do it for me. So alrighty, uh, let's see here. So um, so I guess what you and I can do is we can talk about Mortal Kombat Legends Snowblind uh, mm-hmm. for a bit, and then we have uh, a bunch of news and a couple of uh, we just got a couple of little questions here. Uh, not really like two, um, but I'll get to them in a second. So we watched Mortal Kombat Legends Snowblind, which is the third in the Mortal Kombat animated movie series after 
Scorpion's Revenge, and I forgot what the second one's called. Was it? Do it? you remember? Oh my god, I oh, can't remember. It's the third one in that. Okay. Yeah, it's the third one in that. I, you know, I'm trying to think what the Scorpion's Revenge. Fuck! It's not Shaolin monks. No, it wasn't Shaolin monks. It's, it was. It's, uh, oh, battle for out battle of the realms. Battle of the, the realms. Battle of the realms. Yep. Battle yep. of the realms or something like that. And then this one's called Snowblind. So Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. You got it. Yeah, yeah I'm very good at remembering things. Um. So like, <laughs> so I was looking online. I wasn't gonna buy it because it looks really stupid. And then I see online a bunch of reviews are like. This one's the best of them all. It's really great. It's awesome. So I just buy it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I buy it. And um, I think it's, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, I think it's the worst of them all. I think that the second one is even better than this one. Maybe. I don't know. Definitely the first one's the best. One, I think it's better than the second one. But you're right. It's kind of... I would say this movie was kind of losing me in the beginning. I kind yeah. of actually did like how they ended it. Like, what well, that's I- what I was going to say is, yeah, like it, it was like a six. And then once I saw the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, it's a 6.75. I won't give him a seven, but definitely the end, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Um, so this one is like, it's very Mad Max-ish. So yeah. like I mean whatever I don't have to like save it. It's kind of like an you you're watching it and you're wondering what the fuck am I watching because we already know these legends movies aren't really following too closely. Like the Scorpion's Revenge is kind of following closely to Mortal Kombat. Then the Battle of the Realms was all wackadoo. They're turning into giant space monsters, fighting giant space creatures. It's a kaiju fight at the end. It's wacky. Oh, yeah. Uh. And then this one, it's all Mad Max shit. Everyone, it's just directly straight up Mad Max. There's no water. There's nothing. Uh, Kano is like King Kano. And they all drive like fucking dirt buggies in the desert. And he's like taking over towns and shit that he finds. And you're like, and Kano's like a cyborg. And he's like really strong. And like everyone's kind of weird. Like the Sub-Zero's in it. It's the story of Kenshi. So Kenshi, Sub Zero, Shansung, Shang Tsung, and then um, and whatever, and it's just all this weird Elseworlds shit. You're like, what am I watching? What is this shit? And um, like Shang Tsung is like really uh, decrepit and old and stuff, but eventually he finds a tornado of souls and he absorbs it and becomes strong. So you you got Shang Tsung who is full of a tornado of souls. <laughs> And Kano just like he comes to like try to fight Kano and like take back his, like his respect and shit. And what's the idea then that Cyrax and uh, fucking Sector Sector like should be the sh- the strongest motherfuckers around if that's the case, right? Because, well, like because he's a cyborg. Yeah, I don't know, but like because that's what they said. He he's like, just I don't have a soul. And that yeah. was the whole like, oh my god! Yeah, Shinsu tries to steal his soul, and no, but he said, "I've gone past that." Mm-hmm. And I think what they're just trying to say is that he's so heartless. How could yeah. you be so heartless? <laughs> um, I think that's what they're trying to say is that he's so heartless, he has no soul. But then he just 
rips Shang Tsung's arm off and then just smashes his face and tears his head off. Yeah, it's it's so nuts, man. And like, you know, so Kenshi is like this braggadocious young guy, and Sub Zero is this old weathered fighter, like old old weathered, like hiding his his past old man farmer, and then he like starts training uh, Kenshi, who whatever becomes blind by the tornado of souls and whatever. But like <laughs> near the end of it, they're all fighting. Kano. So at, at one point, like Sub Zero takes like what looks to be like a knife, like a crazy knife, and wait, near wait, the end of the series, go ahead. For that you do got to get into like. So wait, are you just doing a rundown of the plot here? Or are we going to go ahead because you kind of spoiled through some of it? So because I'm gonna ask you something that's kind of like a spoiler, so I'm just making sure. Yeah, fuck it. Ask me the spoiler. Okay. Know. So my thing is so. They deposit this idea that Sub Zero is hiding his powers because he accidentally created an ice storm that killed a bunch of people. Yes, and so, so yeah, that's because what it is. It's so uncontrollable, but like nobody uses it. Movie has regard for much of human life, anyways, from what it seems. Well, he but, does, but it does seem interesting that he used Scorpion as a way to keep him in check, right? Well, yeah. So, yeah. So it's like it's like Desert World. King Kano is Mister running around, taking over villages and shit. Sub Zero's yeah. just living by himself in secret, just being a farmer. And then he has his past. Like basically, in the past, he was trying to fight Outworld and, and the Revenants. Which, if you really do think about it, that's what Mortal Kombat kind of did eventually say happened is eventually like zombies like luke like the last iteration of Liu kang is a legit zombie yeah but yeah, yeah and then like sub-zero was trying to like take all the bad guys out so he made this big ice storm supernova but when it exploded it like killed innocents yeah as well so he was like i feel bad for killing innocent people too so i'll never use my powers again yeah. type shit but whatever, him and Kenshi become friends, and they want to fight King Kano, so they need to go fight Kano. But that's and not, then does he use his powers to farm? Yeah, because but he'll ne he'll never use them like like in violence, I guess. In violence, he doesn't yeah. fight. Like notice he would he refused to like fight because he knew yeah, yeah, he once he starts fighting, he won't stop. Yeah. So like near the end of the movie, they need to like they need to like uh fight Kano so he's like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna use this thing so he has this fucking knife in his house and he takes it outside and he puts it on the ground and he dumps all this gasoline and he makes a giant firestorm like a fire like he just lights a bunch of fire and that's summon scorpion here's the deal though that I think they completely missed is when he summons scorpion and scorpion shows up and he's like Basically, like, yo, uh, you need me to keep you in check, whatever. It should have been Noob Saibot. Because Noob Saibot's his brother, first off. Yeah. And it would have been cooler. And I thought it was Noob Saibot because it was a weird sickle-ish <laughs> looking knife. But yeah. it was really the spear. I was and Scorpion think. comes out and Scorpion's in like a goth, like, he's got like a goth Scorpion vibe going. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it should have been... Noob Cybot, but the problem is they have to do Scorpion Sub Zero because they're some of the biggest characters in gaming. Yeah, 
period. They have some kind of thing in the second movie where they kind of squash things together and were like fighting together or something like that. Yeah, they were like they were like in the like the ice cave, like an on adventure together. Like doing well, like know, a, I think I think to speak more on this, you kind of got to talk about the ending. And it was, yeah, well, in a second, yeah. Well, I did so. Um, so I, I did notice at one point Sub Zero gets his arm ripped off by Kano because everyone has to get their arms ripped off now, <laughs> and he creates himself an ice arm, but then he starts using it like an arm, <laughs> like he starts like grabbing like a sword with it and yeah. like punching and then like grabbing stuff, and it's like it's made out of ice, dude. Doesn't work yeah. like that. Um. <laughs> But so yeah, so the movie is like this weird. What the fuck is going on? Why is Kano so powerful? They're fighting Kenshi, Scorpion, and Sub Zero are all fighting Kano. One of them impales him through the stomach with a sword. Kenshi puts the sword through his neck, like from left to right, through his neck. And another one of them puts another thing through his body. And Kano's just fine. Like I guess it's because he's a cyborg i guess i don't fucking cyborg but i mean also again but yeah you're right he's he wasn't hurt at all anyways he realizes okay i'm losing so like and and right before this he does allude to he says something like oh the last time we did this like you know you were like this or that and you're like the last time what are you talking about and you're watching this whole movie and you're like what the fuck is this it just doesn't matter this doesn't matter the second movie didn't matter this is just bullshit then he gets to the end of it and you see him go into a drawer and he pulls out Kronika's fucking crown with a skull on it and immediately i'm like oh this movie's fucking this is the shit this is fucking great so Mortal Kombat 11 is about a character named Kronika or Kronika, who is like a timekeeping god, and they can just like rewind time, they control time itself. And at the way what they do at the end of Mortal Kombat 11 is, whoever you beat the game with, uh, like if you play arcade mode, or let's just take the canon ending, is Liu Kang, you get her crown. And you get to go back to the beginning of time and you get to like rewrite history or be the timekeeper of history. So when you beat arcade mode in Mortal Kombat 11, you get to see what everyone would do if they got to control time. So Mm -hmm. Kano obviously makes himself a fucking king and makes himself the shit. But even though since he's such a fucking idiot, he's some dirty ass Mad Max king in a shitty world where he still has to like go try to do shit. Like, what does Jax do? Obviously. Jax goes back in time and makes Wakanda. Like, he stops racism from happening. He stops slavery. And then, like, Wakanda happens. Um, Liu Kang, we don't know because he, like, he's the canon ending. So we're going to see what him and Katana do. But I thought it was cool that they took this and they, they, they said, okay, what would Kano do? So we'll make this story. So... This is almost the, a what if movie. It almost seems like it's exactly what it is. It's a Mortal Kombat ending. Yeah. It's it's Kano's ending for Mortal Kombat 11. But what would happen as well is he would fuck up anyways because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He, you're telling me he has the crown. <laughs> he has the the timekeeper's crown, and he is still just some. I mean, maybe that's what he wants. He wants to be like a Mad Max kind of king, uh, 
maybe he doesn't want to just rule ultimately he want he likes that kind of controversy or that challenge or that roughing it style of we live in the desert and we're going to kill everybody but um yeah i thought it was fine i i really think if you're going to watch any of these the first one is the best one because it's so just mortal Kombat, and it's pretty awesome i would i'd agree the first one's the best one i would mm-hmm. say this might be better the twist of it was definitely i think kind of pushes it better to me than the battle of the realms um well, there were like battles in the Battle of the Realms too. Like the the second movie starts off with like a five minute Lord of the Rings battle. Yes. Like it's straight up Lord of the Rings, like orcs yeah. and men and monsters and giant catapults. It's just a big Helm's Deep battle in the beginning of that one. Actually, the second one wasn't that bad. I, I think the second one's better than this. Mood for I think yeah, if you want, because like I'll say this too, all these movies. I think the first one was the best because I think they're not very good (laughs) because I think it was a little more subtle with the with the violence in the sense that like I felt like with this movie and even Battle of the Realms too, like it was just over the top, like splitting heads in half and arms. And that's all cool. Yeah, Um, It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But but sometimes less is more with it. You get more of an impact when you're not seeing it every five seconds. Yeah. And the first one, it wasn't happening. I think it was a better balance of it. To where when yeah. it did happen, it was like, oh, shit, you know, and it, it was good. But all of them kind of do it overboard. I think the first one had the best balance of it. Um, this one definitely found any excuse to smash somebody's brains out, uh, rip a spinal cord out, rip arms off, ice hand that works somehow. Like, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. I mean, I think that now that I'm looking at, all three of them. I'm sure they're going to keep making these because idiots like me keep buying them. Um, I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're they're bad, but I, I don't know, man. I don't really think these are like. I I don't feel like they're they're movies, I guess, because they're they call them movies. But okay. saying like this is like a motion picture, like a movie. I don't yeah. really feel that. It's like I an episode. It, Great if it just they just popped them up on like HBO Max. Yeah, like just, get a, yeah, just know, get a deal with Netflix or something. Well, or I like mean, an HBO or some H- shit. Warner Bros owns or is in there with HBO, so like okay, yeah, they should be on HBO Max. They should they just should because they're not that great. They're really yeah. not that good. Yeah, I don't know if they're worth exactly going unless you're just a hardcore Mortal Kombat fan and you just like you know that the world and his characters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, I can see why you you would purchase the the movie. But, but I mean it's a movie and the animation's not even that great. It's not terrible. I and I mean I I was watching like the 4K disc and it is nice kind of it's kind of rudimentary simple art. Yeah. Like, they're not trying very hard. No. Is no. that's the thing is like you're you're saying that these are movies that you're having a studio work on. But yeah. it's like they're having – they have like the – not I'm not going to say budget, but I'll say like the creative budget or the creative budget outcome of like a fucking TV show. Yeah. Like you're, you're saying this is a mo- an animated movie, but you're giving me like TV episode grade and like quality yeah. in art. Yes. And – with that, I, yeah. you know, that's some bullshit. I didn't pay full price, but 
a 4K disc is like thirty five dollars. Yeah. So someone out there paid thirty five dollars for this fucking movie. I think I paid fifteen, maybe twenty. Yeah, I think um, ten is probably a decent enough. Yeah, ten dollars, dog. Um, I, I will say this too. One of the things this movie's missing as well is like in the first one, the Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, and some of those character interactions and stuff. I don't feel like any of the characters, like the dialogue, the quippiness of everything, wasn't as strong in this one. Because the, the yeah, there really kind of, wasn't any. They were kind of more bland, just like saying things to get forward from A to B to C. Well, yeah, but I mean, you had Kenshi, who was nothing like his character from the games, who was like an like a mature blind samurai. And yeah. in this, he's like a, a brash, young, cocky yes. guy who like l- gets humbled. And then Scorpion and Sub, I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, between Kano and Shang Tsung, there was some cool stuff. But then they kill Shang Tsung right away. Yeah. So, yeah. so it yeah. was kind of it was kind of weak, man. But I think you know, like I said, I think that once you see that it's a it's it's an it's an it's like an MK11 ending. It's what a- if? Yeah, yeah. It's a cool idea, and it's like, oh, that was awesome. But I kind of wish you did someone else's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Kano fucking sucks, dog. Kano's yeah. cool as like a a like a secondary character. Like, yeah. I don't know, dude. But I was intrigued to see why is Kano so powerful. I, I and I think that was supposed to be why they chose his is because you, you had to know the whole time. This ain't there's some there's some gag. Because yeah. if they would have did anybody else's, you might have thought this was the real thing. And I think by them doing Kano, you know this some bullshit. Like you just know it's some bullshit. And yeah. then you finally get rewarded with that notion at the end where it's like, yeah, it's some bullshit. <laughs> Word. Yeah. But yeah, so that was Mortal Kombat Legends, Snowblind, uh, I don't know. If you're going to watch it, you already know you're going to watch it, but you don't really need to watch it. It's not very good. I'd say um, a six because I didn't rate it. I know you said six points oh, yeah. because of the ending. I, I'm going to still say that a six. Yeah, it's still a fucking six, dog. It's not very good. <laughs> it's it's like a six, and then at the very end, I'm like, ooh, extra point because it's an ending. But like, <laughs> Also, we just spoiled it, but it don't matter. Yeah. It's not the worst. And there's other cool stuff we didn't bring up. Tremor is in it a whole bunch. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's fine. It's just fine. Cobra is in it. <laughs> that was so stupid. But um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you guys still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right, cool. So, other than that, we've got some news. Uh, let's see here. So let's hit some news. Number one is. We finally get the PSVR 2 release date and price. It's pretty fucking wild. PSVR 2 costs as much as the console. Yeah. It is 550 fucking dollars <laughs> for the fucking PlayStation Oh, VR my 2. God. <laughs> but at least you'll be able to get them. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah well, you'll be able to get those. <laughs> you get those yeah, that's probably, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I, I signed up for the, the list for the thing, but I'm still debating whether I'm going to buy one or not. I might just because I'm that fucking guy. Of course, I'm going to do it. But I don't know because 
I don't feel like I'm going to have the panic of I have to buy it because I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find one. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you. In fact, they'll probably These, be calling it, you up. They'll be, hey, we got we got Jesse's number, right? I got to see some more <laughs> games. So I put it on the doc. I think there's only like five games on, on, on the release of it. No, I, I think it's like 10. They're going to be 10? Are there five games that are worth a fuck on regular PSVR? Yeah. I I thought I I saw someone say that there's only five games that are going to be coming with this PSVR at launch. No, I think at launch there's 10 to 12, I think. Okay. Yeah. They're out. If you look for them, you should. Yeah, but it's going to be bullshit. They're going to call a lot of. They're going to be like, VR chess. Get the fuck out of here. I can play real life chess with my eyeballs (laughs) and my hands. Like, yeah. For now, I think the major thing is Call of the Mountain, is the big one right now, which is a Horizon thing. We'll see. I don't know. I'm talking about Call of the Mountains, and it's, you know, some big titties, and then I put on like the little gloves. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to see games. There's a game on the original VR that I really wanted to play, but it was kind of like a fantasy Dark Souls thing. And it, but it's so I put this in the doc a long time ago, but never brought it up. So a lot of people are complaining because PlayStation VR one games are not compatible with PSVR two, and people are like, "Oh, that's dumb." Well, it's a completely different technology. Like PSVR one is sensors reading lights. And this is some whole other shit. So companies would have to literally go in and just completely rebuild the game for whatever this is. So I kind of think I need to wait and see what is going to be on this. Have they showed any demos of the visuals of it. And yeah, it looks like a fucking VR unit. The graphics are fine, but not. It's bro. It's VR, dude. VR is never going to be. So basically, it's not it's not anything more impressive than the Oculus, is I guess what. I'm yeah, to it's basically that. It's like the Oculus Quest or whatever. I mean, but I probably think upgraded. Wise, yeah. it's better. Yeah, I think hardware wise, this is going to be one of the better headsets out there. But it's also going to be limited to it's only on the PlayStation, so you can't put porn on it. You know what's going to wire to it. The thing that's going to get me is uh, when AR becomes a real thing. When they start making glasses that you can then. AR, like I was talking to my buddy uh, Ian about this, who he'll be on here at some point soon. Um, about you know, I was laughing about uh, Metaverse or whatever, and how like they can't even get their own employees to play it. And he was like, Man, <laughs> pay attention to them though, because they've got their finger more on the pulse than what a lot of gaming companies are doing. They don't care about video games as much, they want your attention, they want your life. Yeah, like they want you to be wearing their glasses. And instead of having to buy two monitors at work, you have two virtual monitors that are like set up however you want, you know, like real shit. Not yeah. like, yeah, yeah AR is going to be wild if they can, if they can do that, if they can, if you can wear glasses and like, like Google Glass, like project images. And the Google it's Glass be nuts. failed because they strapped a camera to it. And it's like nobody wanted to have something on their face that's recording. You know, like we're already wary enough about, you know, people are already wary enough about who's listening and doing what at their house. Yeah. You know? yeah. Then you, that glass you pump down, they're just watching you fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my FBI agent's like <laughs> calling me like, hey, my guy, you got to you gotta build up some stamina, bro. <laughs> uh so yeah so psvr2 we'll see that's in february so 
We'll uh, we'll find out if that's even fucking worth it. One of those um, will never see the inside of my house. I'll tell you that much. Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Next one. Uh. Gran Turismo. The movie cast has some of the cast has been announced, which is some dude who I don't know. Jimon Hunzu. Oh, Jimon Hunzu. Jimon Hunzu is yeah. a really good actor. Yeah, he's he's like an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah, right? he he yeah. was um. He's great. Yeah, he's been in two MC. He was in Guardians. He's the guy that like is mad yeah. at Peter Quill in the very beginning of Guardians. The fucking guard that's like constantly <laughs> chasing him. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I see. Blood Diamond. Awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude! So he's in Gran Turismo along with Ginger Spice, which <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> Dude, Jerry Halliwell or whatever her name is, bro. She was my. (laughs) Everyone was all about like all the other ones. I was like Ginger Spice all day, every day. Oh, of course, she was the finest one. She was bodied up when all the other (laughs) ones were like, "Look at my hip bones." I'm like, "Bitch, I don't want to see your hip bones." Yeah, dude. Um, I don't want to see any of your bones. I want you to be so thick you don't have bones. (laughs) (laughs) Visible knobs of bone. No, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, we'll see. It's Gran Turismo movie. We'll see what that's fucking like. Um, couple of this PlayStation news. Is, uh, anyways, uh, so this one happened, and a lot of people are looking at it. PlayStation Plus loses two million subs to PlayStation Plus since the changeover to the new model, and. I kept seeing a lot of people speculate and speculate, oh, it must have been this, and it must have been people realizing that PlayStation sucks, so they're not subscribing anymore. But I think people were forgetting a huge thing that happened with the changeover of PlayStation Plus. They didn't, they turned off all automatic renewing shit, and they also emailed everyone and said, hey, go back and look at your shit and like pick your tier. So, that basically immediately removed all of their automatic recurring memberships for people who forgot that were there. Yeah, and like move on their part. For that. Yeah, like reminding everyone and saying, "Hey, well, they had to because the whole model was changing." Oh yeah. So I mean, they did the right thing. I'm, I'm gonna say they did the yeah, right. Because like, <laughs> I used to work for a company who dealt with recurring subscriptions, and more than half of their base was people who forgot about it. It's half the and people who have gym dude. Half the people who have gym memberships. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Keep gyms afloat yeah. are people who don't go and just yeah, man, they're charging. Yeah, they're banking on sure. you not going because then they've got more machines available and more shit available. <laughs> yeah, and um, so yeah, so they did quote unquote lose two million subs. I think they went from twenty seven million to twenty five million subs or something like that. Um, which I think whatever. But the funny thing is, is though. With the changeover into the new model, they did go ahead and create a uptick in their revenue by 10%, which is $10 billion. So they did lose 2 million subs, but they did make $10 billion. Um, say again? $10 billion? Yeah, they went from $100 billion in their revenue to $110 billion. Yeah. Um, and that's a true all PlayStation the, Plus through the PlayStation Plus upgrade model. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I did see just like a lot of people like just seeing online, like, oh, PlayStation Plus loses, like people making it out to be like, oh, two million people decided. It's like, no, man, all these subscription services 
like recurring memberships are how they really mostly work with a lot of shit, man. Well, and I will say you're right. Sometimes if you get emailed about some shit, you're like, oh, I have that. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, I do that all the time. I'm pretty sure if like anything, fucking Netflix, Game Pass, were to send out a giant email and be like, remember to pay for your thing this month. Like a chunk of people are going to be like, ah, you know what? Maybe not this month. I don't really need it. But um, but yeah, um, Ragnarok is out tomorrow for you guys listening. Two days from us now. I'm excited to play it, and it is already the highest rated PlayStation Five game. Surprise to no one. I mean, the only thing is, fucking God must hate uh, Jesse because there's a fucking hurricane showing up on fucking Wednesday. Oh, I know, dude. There, yeah, we have a hurricane showing up on Wednesday, but Damn. so far it's a it's a category one. I'm, I mean, and I don't work Wednesday, which is great, but, like, when it rains that heavily and the wind's that bad, you're going to lose power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all and the I power here is shit. Lose power. I don't want to lose power while my system's running. Like, when it when it storms real bad, I power down my system, I pull the cable out. I'm not even risking a power surge. Even though I have a surge protector, still don't want to risk it. But um, But we'll see. But, yeah, Ragnarok is... Looking like Elden Ring with all the nines and tens across the board. So we'll see. We're gonna find out this week how good it is. I, I haven't saw, listened to any reviews. I saw a meme that was like the um picture. You know the the picture of the two girls fighting and there's just a dude dancing behind them smoking out of a bong? <laughs> and yeah. it was uh Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok fighting, and then in the background it was Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's supposed to be pretty much yeah, i saw something like that only people had like stray yeah like the other game yeah. of the year oh yeah and i was like wait what yeah yeah that's that's got a lot of traction when that dropped about it being oh game my god of the ever- i love cats okay and <laughs> right. I got my collector's edition waiting for me Wednesday, man. I'm excited to get the new God of War. Oh yeah, you got the big one with the hammer and everything, right? Yeah, buddy. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked to play it, man. I I just start, I I put in God of War a few days ago just to touch it again. Uh and it felt great. It looked amazing. But I will say that getting around the world was garbage. Like I was trying to clean up like side quests and things that I hadn't done. And the map is atrocious. You don't, you don't really know how to get anywhere. It's really hard to get around in that game. It's not layered very well. Like, yeah, like specifically, it's just kind of a generalization of the, and you can't really get around. Yeah. Like you're like, you, you move like a tank and you can't walk over anything. So it's a very hard to get around game. I couldn't really, I played it for about an hour, maybe an hour and 20 minutes. And I, um, I would hover over an area and it would say, Oh, you have like such and such things you still need to complete here and find. And then I would just try to get to that general vicinity and I couldn't figure out how to do it. Like it was also, I hadn't, haven't played the game in maybe three years, four years. I haven't played it since it launched. So maybe that's also part of it, but it's part of it too. When I when I came back and did my um, second playthrough of it, um, I I I've, some of the things you're saying I definitely agree with, but I don't feel like it was that bad. But that's also because I went back and played it from start to finish again, and I was yeah. kind of thralled with it. So some of that other stuff didn't really bother me as much as when I can see 
oh, I just came back after three years. I'm in the middle of my shit. And what? I got to figure this out. And, you know, I can see where that definitely played a big factor in that. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 16, some good news, will only be PlayStation exclusive for six months. Nice. Then it goes to PC. So that's pretty fucking good. Man. Hell yeah. We need to get away um, so from it. You do get it to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And then in some other Final Fantasy 16 news, not sure if you guys heard, there was a bit of a diversity diversity limitation <laughs> thing that happened. So like people I'm were looking at I the guess. <laughs> people were looking at the game and they're like, "Hey man, we noticed there's only white people in your game, dude. <laughs> What's going on? We're in 2022. You're supposed to put everybody in your game so that everybody gets represented or else you're a bad person." And um, so they uh, they pretty much put out like this big kind of um, it was a IGN. They interviewed the director and they specifically asked. Yeah, him, they asked him like, what's up so about you... the diversity of it? And he said, yeah. oh, it's set in Europe back in this time period. Well, yeah, I was going to read it here. He basically says, uh, so they asked him like, hey, man, um, why aren't there black people in your game? And he's like. Our design concept from the earliest stages of development has always heavily featured medieval Europe, incorporating historical, cultural, political, and anthropological standards that were prevalent at the time. When deciding on a setting that would be best suited to the story we wanted to tell, the story of the t- of the land beset by blight, we felt that rather uh, we felt that rather than create something on a global scale, it was necessary to limit the scope to a single landmass, one geographically and culturally isolated from the rest of the of the world in an age without airplanes, televisions, or telephones. Ultimately, we felt that while incorporating ethnic diversity into Valisthea was important, an over-incorporation of this single corner of a much larger world could end up causing a violation to, of those narr- narrative boundaries we originally set for ourselves. The story we are telling is fantasy, yes, but it is also rooted in reality. Um, and then a whole bunch of other shit. And he says, uh, there is diversity in Valestia, diversity that, while not all-encompassing, is synergistic with the setting we've created and is true to the inspirations from which we are drawing. I'm going to, um, I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, I'm going to say one thing on that is at the end of the quote. Uh, well, uh, the, right before that, he says, in the end, we simply want to focus. We want the focus to be less on the outward appearance of our characters and more, more on who they are as people, people who are complex and diverse in their natures, backgrounds, beliefs, <laughs> personalities, motivations, people whose stories we can resonate with. Then he says that there's diversity there in Valestia, diversity that while not all-encompassing is synergistic with the setting we've created. Blah, blah, blah. Paraphrase. I was going to say, when I play the game, because I will, I'm curious to see how many space crystal flying dragons are in your game. Yeah, seriously. How that relates to <laughs> the actual reality of Europe at that time. Because yeah. for one sense... Like, for me, I feel like if you're dealing with fantasy and sci-fi, those specific things, I think you can kind of throw that kind of notion to the wind. However, if you're actually giving an actual historic, like, story... Yeah, if you're making Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is, like, you know, that game that was an RPG, but it's fully realistic, there's no magic, and it takes place during King George's reign or whatever, yeah, of course, you can kind of 
have that excuse for your framing, right? This is like, but hey, hey man, we ride chickens in this game, dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These things weren't historical, so yeah. I would like push back on that notion because in fantasy and Savi, you can make this world what you want it to be. Just and well, it, that's what I think they did is they made it what they want it to be. And I think that he, like, I look, look, man, I'm fine with it because like, I get it culturally. They can do whatever they want. And I'm not going to not play the game because there's not like Dominicans in it. I'm still going to give them their money. I'm going to buy the most expensive version of the game and I'm going to fucking love every minute of it. I get it. And like, I still think it's funny that, I guess they have to put out a statement like that and say like, well, we're trying to, instead of just saying, nah, man, I just didn't want to. I just wanted my game to look this way. And it's not like Final Fantasy hasn't had like ethnic characters. I mean, it's usually either like American type, Asian type, or black type. I don't think they've ever, well, they did Waka. Waka's kind of Yeah, Waka's like Hawaiian. He's like, yeah, Pan-Asian. Polynesian. Polynesian, Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, they, when they do black people, they do usually get a little character. Like they made Final Fantasy Thirteen basically has Eddie Murphy <laughs> well, <laughs> with a fucking chicken in his hair. Like Final Fantasy Seven is right. Yeah, Barrett is a. Well, you know what though, man, remake really did a good job on Barrett though. Yeah, no, um, I would I would agree with that. Um, I would say though. Most of the characters then, so I, I have made this statement a long time ago on the podcast because, like, I, I'm not as entrenched in anime till recently. But you can, somebody who's not been in anime, you can look at anime and be like, oh, they they do a bunch of white people because they're supposed to be Japanese. Yeah, yeah it's all white people. But but they do it's look white. white. Well, they look white. However, in a lot of anime, though, I've come to realize in some, I can't say a lot. I'm just saying in some, some of the ones I've noticed where I thought, oh, this looks like a white person. They're Japanese. They have a Japanese yeah. name or they even talk about there's a hand, but they look like white. There is a black hand. guy in Classroom of the Elite, and he's a big buff black guy who only speaks English, even in the dub. He goes like, nice. OK, <laughs> boss. And <laughs> and then he beats people up, and I'm like, oh, wow. We're really good. I mean, so my that's question just... is, would you consider, so like with that as being the scope, right? Would you consider most of the white-looking people in Final Fantasy white or Japanese? Like, is Tifa Japanese or is Tifa white? Is Cloud Japanese? Yeah, I don't or, know. Like, what um, are they? So, like, Final Fantasy Seven, I think they're, like, Anglo. I think they're, like, white. Okay, because they I think technically so. in the original, like with the way the game comes out, they all speak in Japanese, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Except for maybe Barrett. Well, did Barrett speak Japanese originally when that came out too? Like, uh, well, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting to me. It's kind of interesting framing because, like, if you're like, oh, well, all these characters you did in Final Fantasy 16 are white, and they're like, well, all in our other games they were Japanese and black. Well, no, I think that most of all their games, their characters are white. Yeah, they, you know what you it is? The, J- Japan would, just isn't entrenched in race like we are. Like, they don't care about diversity. They're just like, we yeah. think that big <laughs> eyes and blonde hair is cool. So everybody has big eyes, giant titties, and blonde hair. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. if you look at most of Wait. their games and most of the art, it's a lot of, like, like kind of 
middle medieval-ish. It's like look at Final Fantasy VI and all those characters. I mean, there are some like I think there is like a Chinese guy in six, like a the the, the guy with yeah, the, the um, ponytail. Yeah, F- Fang Fang maybe I can't remember. Yeah. Oh no, Fang is in Xenogears. Oh, that yeah, no, that his name is Fu Lu or something like that, or Fang. But in six, there's a guy. But I think for the most part, like like Final Fantasy fifteen, I don't know because Noctis looks a little bit like the guy from fucking Polyphia, so he looks like half Asian. But then if you look at like the chef guy, um, (laughs) another recipe, he's a straight up British guy. I just looked up Cloud Strife and I asked Google what nationality is Cloud Strife. And the race Google gave me back is human. <laughs> you know why? Because yeah, no, know, because they have. From, but then again, they're from Midgar. Well, no, but they also yeah. have the Jehovah people. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, like oh, the ancients. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As the ancients, and then I mean, Barrett's black, but I don't know. But he's not like American. Like again, this is a fantasy. Yeah. Right? So and if you look at him in remake, he looks more like like indian <laughs> if you look at him really closely he has he has kind of like like um like west indian features and so if you live in a world a remake you ride chickens and like the cat sith <laughs> and like all these and like adult red 17 is like a fucking dog right you do have a nation. Your race is human because you're in race with a number of other things that aren't human. So color, I yeah, guess, much of an yeah. Thing. So you would ask ethnicity, or I guess I don't know, or like, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> I get it. You know, I mean, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm it still does seem game. like it. It does seem it's a little a odd. Reason, like the the the, the statement they it's made. a bullshit statement. Yeah, because if you look at some yeah. of their last games recently, they haven't. Well, no, I think Stranger <laughs> in Paradise has a black eye in it. They should have just said, "We're fucking racist, bro." <laughs> Deal <laughs> with it. Just, Sunglasses fall down. Do it. Well, maybe like because every time, and this is just kind of generalizing, but when you see like a very Japanese company make a band of characters, and then they make like the black character. They usually go pretty extreme with the stereotypes, and they make them do that. Okay, like they make them like fucking. Yeah, like something. the guy in this show. He's like, okay, boss, and he's. Just... Yeah, or like um in fucking Baki. <laughs> oh Baki? my god! The yeah, fucking guy. <laughs> that's that's what this character is in. He's exactly that character. Yeah. So maybe they would just didn't want like I don't know. Maybe they just don't know how to make normal characters without but i mean then again they don't know how to make hispanic characters because you can't even find one like unless yeah. you fucking claim waka <laughs> is there any yeah is there any hispanic characters in i any can't Final think man because I mean, if you're gonna like, count native kind of or like uh indigenous yeah and i don't even can i i can't even think of like an no. indigenous style native character in a final fantasy game not that i can think of I know, like, Shadow Hearts had, but that was really on the nose, though. Yeah. yeah. Kimari? <laughs> shit, that's a deep gameplay. Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts, yeah, we need to get that shit back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever, man. I mean, I'm still going to play it, but um, I just thought that was funny. Uh, and then two other games. Mass Effect 4 got an update because of N7 Day. They say that work on Mass Effect 4 is going very well. I don't know. I've never played Mass Effect. I played a little bit of Mass Effect 1. I think I touched 1 and 2, 
I touched them though for very short times. Uh, so I don't really know. I would. I always think about wanting to go back and play those games, but I don't think I have the time because they seem very big. But I don't know if anybody here is planning on playing Mass Effect Four. <laughs> Haven't played any of them. Really? Yeah, me neither. Nope. James, I feel like you'd like them. Um, I've been told that. Yeah, yeah they're supposed to be fucking great people. Yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of the first one and then never. I played. Ever. I played all three. I love the first one. The other two can eat my ass. <laughs> I played. It's very like space Fallout. In yes. Way. But. It's not as much. It's not as much of what you would it's like. Not as much open world. Yeah, it's very. Right, right. But, right. but it, I mean, the first one, the reason I love the first one the most is because it's the most RPG. The rest were just like shooters with very light RPG elements. Like, yeah. You mm-hmm. go from having a full gear system in the first game to you can only equip armor on your main character. <laughs> and so yeah. I. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I got really mad. Yeah. I played like <laughs> 20 hours of the first game. And then fell off of it because it gets really big. It's like a it's a big RPG game. It's very involved. And then I played some of the second, and I thought the mechanics were really good. But I don't know. I just for some for some reason I didn't stick to it. But I played them ba- back on the PS3. So um, I mean I have the the trilogy. I just it just kind of sits there. I just don't I haven't tried them because I just figure those are really big games and I don't want to start them and not finish them dude the uh, ending of them all was so disappointing and I know they like you know that's played out but man they went from like all of your choices are gonna matter to none of them matter you can literally yeah. have picked anything and it's like the same ending and that they did do the remaster of all those though didn't they yeah, and yeah. I think they did change yeah, have the, the ending right well, they added. I don't know pass. what it was. I don't know what it was that they added, but they added something like a DLC. The ending is a little more fleshed out now, but it, apparently it's still not very good. Like mm. you can't just DLC add on a, a real ending, but maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but apparently they they added something, but I don't know. But they they I fucked it up. It changed something to the ending. I think you're right. I, yeah. I just, they did something because people freaked out so much because spoilers, no spoilers, but spoilers. Apparently the ending was literally like out of three choices. It's like, do you want to see a, a blue light, a yellow light or, or no, a blue light or green light or and a, a red, red light. light? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And it but, was literally like depending on and it was only journey, it would change the color of the light. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. That's the thing. It wasn't, they said it was going to do that, right? Which, even if that was the thing, okay, right? Like, because it... Oh, it was just a choice at the end. It was your last choice was literally the (laughs) only deciding factor. Sick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. So they, I think what they added, if I remember correctly, references back to your save. Like, it it knows kind of your other saves and what you've done. And so it gives you... You like Castlevania. Yeah, well... (laughs) There's a part where you can either sterilize an entire race of aliens or save them. And if you choose that, that came back. Like, they, they did pay off some stuff, but, like, the, I think the ending kind of referenced all that more. But it was dumb. It was one of those things where it was like, no matter what you do, the ending's exactly the same except for the color of light. That's it. Sick. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, if this one comes out and it's... And I don't need to play the other ones. Maybe I'll just play this new one because I'm sure it'll be better. So we'll see. But I always see Andromeda on sale and I'm like, I should try it. And then I always look up a video and they're like, don't play this game. It's really bad. 
So we'll see. Yeah. Um, and last news story is here: Gears of War live action movie in development over at Netflix. That's exciting. Yeah. Do we know yeah. anybody? And they're it? also they're also following with a animated series, I believe. Oh, awesome! That makes more sense. Okay, yeah. cool. But no, is- I don't think there's anybody like wrote down for it yet or anything. I think it's just in development, like it's yeah. just like, happening. Is yeah. it also they also working on a? The, the the Pacific Rim people are working on a Gundam live action show. Maybe. Uh, I think maybe. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I heard something about a Gundam show. Yeah, yeah man. I remember hearing that. And it's the and I, I believe it's the Pacific Rim people, which is pretty that'd cool. Be, yeah. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be awesome. very cool. I mean, as long as the fights aren't all at nighttime, like we don't need them all <laughs> to be at nighttime. Um uh, and I think we did it. I think yeah. we did it. Everybody. We sure we did, because I'm about to do the thing that I always do. He's gonna shit. Yeah, I've been sitting pants. here. I actually uh, heard my own stomach on the mic, so I have to run here very soon. Hell yeah! Alrighty, guys. Well, you know where to catch us. Go to uh, go to Instagram.com/slash/nerdpodcast. You can find the link tree there. Go to nerd Instagram gesture nine five four. Go follow me for awesome records. Seth, where can they find you? Uh, Blurs are us. Find me over there. Check out awesome. Lords are us. Uh, James, go check the link tree. He's in there as well. Fuck yeah, we did it. We'll be back next week. Next week's going to be a big week. God of War Ragnarok and Black Panther. Fuck oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited too. I can't wait to see what the guy from Final Fantasy 16 thinks of Black Panther. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Seth, thanks for coming on. I love you. And... Thank you, Seth. James, I love you. Thanks, Seth. (laughs) Love you, boys. Kisses. Yes. Tongue darts. Diarrhea. (laughs) 